spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. You just made the list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to WWE GL on Weagle 91.1 FM. It is that time. It is that time again. I am your host, Logan Hurston. I'm, of course, joined by my co-host, the gimmick killer, Cooper Prater. Maybe wrestling was a mistake. <laughs> you know? I, think, I think we can end it here. Like Final episode, RIP. <laughs> the natural, Noah Phillips. We have so much great wrestling to talk about. I I. You I might. don't know where, but we're going to find some. <laughs> we can find oh, some. Oh, I'll tell you, because there was too much of it. <laughs> there was a lot. what happened. Um, and we ended the last season on the cliffhanger. Kurt Hawkins finally ended his losing streak. The awesome Alex Houston, the new WWEGL champion who has not defended it yet at all. We've had like four pay-per-views, and we haven't done any predictions the yeah, last four. He's, uh, he's, but he's he is the champ, start. and he is doing the Kurt Angle TNA gimmick of if he loses... He is gone. That's true. <laughs> um, make your jokes, Logan. Yes, haha, Kurt Hawkins. But how pathetic is it that you guys finally let me get a win? I mean, come on, <laughs> y'all. Pitiful hey, effort hey, all the way we're around. We're just trying to book, man. Look, right. man. Trying to bring um, the, champ, the champ is the champ for a reason. Uh, very excited to be back because uh, things have happened. Well, yeah, a lot of things have happened. Let me get some WWEGL updates. Um, if you didn't last, listen to the last episode, we got almost Cooper's complete list. Were there any other matches in 2023 that were added? Yeah, we can, we can go ahead and spew those off now. Yeah, um, just a few, uh, just just a, a scant few, um, mostly uh, from AW World's End. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage, valid, is on there. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley, the is true on there. answer. Um, and I want to say there was another Danielson match, but I forget what it was all of a sudden. And, uh, um, the, the all-star tag? Uh, no, not that. Although I did like that match a lot. Um, well, I don't think Danielson wrestled after the all-star tag or before. May, yeah. May, or, I'm well, not, Danielson I'm Eddie. Doing that up. Oh, Danielson Eddie too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, um, and also, uh, I, I'm pretty sure, oh, it was either on like the 31st or on the 1st of January. I forget which, but... Uh, Kento Miyahara, uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima 2 uh, also happened, and that was stellar. Way even better than the first one, and the first one is fantastic. So, Well, Cooper, you know, I would say you're an influencer because I've decided for 2024 I have my own list. Hey! Um, and we will be reading some of those later. Brother, you got them bullet points on I got, there? Oh, I got, well, I got, I'm going to have January, February, March, and I also have honorable mentions. Yeah. I'm starting, um, I'm starting the new one as well, so yeah. I, we can compare. We can definitely compare. We'll get to that later in the show. Also, we are going to a SmackDown after the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble is fast approaching. Is it two weeks from now? I think it is the last weekend of January. So we have we have two more weeks um, before Alex has to officially defend his title for the first time and possibly the last time. Um, we will be going to the SmackDown. After- <laughs> I'm coming for you. You're, we're yeah, coming. give it your best shot, we're coming guys. For that time. Uh, we're I don't coming. think I don't think you uh, you noticed here, but. Um, yeah, good luck, man. That's all I got to say. I got um, nothing clever. Um, I'm the champ. You're not. Ha-ha. We will be in the SmackDown at Birmingham, and it looks like it's not official yet, but we will be at AEW Dynamite and Collision in Huntsville, Alabama on February 28th, and respectively, I think, what? was a sat- What Saturday is that? The second? Mm. The same day, I will be in Huntsville and New York. Um, 
Oh yeah, because it is, is pre taped. The second because Revolution is on the third. Yes, Revolution is on the third. So I'll be in Huntsville and New York at the same time, at the same moment. Pulling a Rick. Um, be on TV. That'd be I'll be pulling cool. the Rick Rude. Um, <laughs> we might because the seats I've been looking at they're more expensive than the last time, but basically the cheapest ticket is like three dollars cheaper than like getting pretty much into lower bowl ringside seats. Not like directly ringside, but like in you can see it's on the entrance ramp. We bring signs. We bring listen to WWE oh, yeah, sign. Yeah. We might get it on TV. <laughs> we bring that QR saying. code, brother. <laughs> we should. That's actually not the worst idea I've ever heard. Um, if you're can- well, if you're shameless champ, still at that point. No, uh, what? What the? No. I, maybe I want to show up. At, what am I not invited? I'm not the champ. No, you are. But you, you, you may just cut all ties with us. Apparently, is what you're saying. Look, uh, yeah. Now listen, if we want to get some real listeners, oh, we can go down to the Dothing Civic Center on March 2nd. We will be at two wrestling NWA. shows at once. You could be at two. We could be at two at once. The that, entire team pulling a Rick what's, what's Well, except for me. What's funny is I would legit go to that if I wasn't in New York the same day. Because, like, I already drive to Dothan half the time anyway. It's only, like, a two-hour drive. So that's funny because uh, Cooper and I don't have plans, and we're still not going to the NWA show. The NWA Um, show, brother. Hey, a shout-out to You could be a rat in the cage. Shout-out to my dad, though, for telling me about that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and giving me the idea for that. Um, but uh, as soon as the uh, dynamite collision became clear, I was like, I – I only have so much, uh, you know, <laughs> Guys, in the bank to spend. So it's a can, simple calculus in this life. We can see Sting's, Billy Corgan, Sting. <laughs> we can see Sting's last match in Georgia and Sting's last match in Alabama. That's true. If yeah. he wrestles that day, we'll at least. Oh, see, he's God. Uh, I mean, it'll be the day before so. the pay per view. So yeah, but I mean, he, yeah. he had a match uh, the day before or the time before they went all in. Probably yeah, have true. like a like a tag. Yeah, he should have. He should have yeah. on both shows too. It was awesome. But I think Somebody missed it, too. That's mostly it for the WWE GL updates. There wasn't any NXT or WWE pay-per-views in December, other than Deadline. Uh, I don't know. Oh, that's awesome. right. Yeah, yeah. Did we talk about that? Oh, I think we did. Or I we think talked we definitely talked about it to, off the air. I don't know if we talked about it on air. Trick uh, Willie? Yeah, but if, if not, then now's the time. Yeah, for sure. You want to get in that? It's the one... Show that Cooper watched a little bit of NXT. He finally remember this is like the year end, like WWEGL arc of the end of 2022. <laughs> me and Cooper were talking with the Iron Survivor by ourselves and how stupid that concept of the match was. And then I watched the match because I was bored. The first one, I was like, "This is a really good match. You need to watch it." Cooper's like, "Nah, that's some bull crap. That's bull." And then sure enough. He watches the big meaty men's back and meat version of this match, hey, and you loved it. It's easy. I'm such. I'm such an easy mark, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was. It was an amazing finish. Yeah. Um. Just incredible. Um. Trick. I like. There. There can never be 100% certainties with like the NXT guys. Yeah. I think. I think Trick is 100% certain. That dude is gonna go. He'll far. he'll be a star in the main roster at least. Like he'll definitely be someone that'll be over. I don't know if he'll ever be world. Like honestly, I've been watching. I've been like the one guy consistently watching a lot of NXT, and for a long time, I, I I'm like he's really good on the mic, but I don't see him in ring. But like pretty decent in ring, good enough. You know, he's he, good enough. He can get by has, without much, so much charisma. He has all he needs for for that company, especially like he's now if he goes look. anywhere else. You know, maybe right. not. Um, but yeah, like. The so over, so over, and yeah, like that babyface house of fire just taking them all one after the other after the other. It was the, a thing 
of beauty to watch in real time. Let's so. just say I never thought I would ever want to see anybody take that belt off Ilya, but I, I would be fine with Trick winning it, and that's saying something for me. Right, right. You know, yeah. put Ilya, let him take Gunther's belt. It's you know? so it's so weird that because I'm a, a huge Carmelo Hayes guy. Yeah. Even like in 2.0, I was like. I this, I despise everything about this rebrand. Carmelo's pretty good. Carmelo's great, <laughs> um, and he he deserves better than this. Um, and I loved uh, you know all of the the matches during his reign that I, I saw. The, the second Ilya match was was on my uh, list for last year, um, and but man, as much as it pains me to admit, I think in terms of like the the hype and anticipation around an NXT call up, it's trick. It's trick, absolutely. Um, which is not to say that Carmelo won't get there because I think he's talented enough that he will. Um, but as it stands right now, it is very clear who is uh, more of a priority for that booking team. So speaking of the purgatory, that is the WWE Performance Center. We finally someone has escaped that purgatory. He lasted there for as long as The Rock and Stone Cold had their first entire <laughs> run. Their seven-year run, Tyler Bate was stuck in developmental, and finally... Longer than the entirety he, of WCW Nitro. <laughs> he was stuck in developmental. I swear, if they send him, if that's just a one-off, I might cry. We're talking about Tyler Bate, by yes, the way. Yes, we are talking about Tyler Bate. Yeah. That um, is... Just... He is one of the it's best... so insane how long Go, he's there. That's, that's what I should have suggested... For uh, my secret Santa, which we won't reveal, we'll get to that later on. I should have suggested Walter versus Tyler Bate from NXT Takeover Cardiff. Ooh, ooh, I might go back and watch that, that tonight. Be, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, that might be that might be a throwback now <laughs> if we if we get to it. That match um, and uh, the Takeover Chicago one. With yeah, him and, him and Pete was, was just absolutely killer. Um, because I didn't I didn't watch the first UK tournament. You didn't live at the time. Uh, I've gone back since and, and watched. Yeah, it. yeah it's yeah. really really great. Um. But man, yeah, that NXT match, I was like, and I had seen a little bit of like Mustache Mountain from like mm-hmm. Progress and like, I will. a little bit of Rep Pro and, and WCPW uh, way back <laughs> in the day, holding strong. Um, the the uh, old stomping grounds of uh, Gabe Kidd as well. So, <laughs> True. Um, but, Crazy to see the development of that guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, but so I remember seeing that team and uh, thinking like, okay, yeah, these guys are cool. Um, but didn't think much of them. Um, but man, like as soon as he comes out and he's got like the sledgehammer rip off theme, it's so good. <laughs> um, and I'm like, okay, I'm all, I'm all on board. Big strong boy, you know, with his little, like the happiest know. man ever. I he, swear. He just seems like he's having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I'm really into it. So yeah, I mean, congratulations for him. I hope it's a full time thing. I do too. Him and Pete, and then change Butch's name back to Pete Dunn. Like, it's not gonna happen. If he's not even with the brawling brutes, what? If, if it was going point? to happen, it would have happened already. They did it for Piper though, so I think there's still a chance. Yeah, but like there was a storyline reason for. Brother Piper's Piper. not wrestling right now. Yeah, she is. She just had a tonight. Yeah, she she had a match tonight. Yeah, Yeah. for the tag team titles. Hey, brother, I'm not watching Raw. (laughs) (laughs) Brother does not watch the product. (laughs) I was going to say, Noah does not watch the product. product. Look, Noah's just following my lead as the champ and not watching the product. So, you know, what are you going to do, man? Uh, I'm just setting a good example for all the masses to follow. But, yeah, that I'm very happy, and I hope it's a a thing that stays. It was funny because the most UK match ever of 
Peyton Dunn versus uh, Pretty Deadly. Pretty deadly. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Straight nice. out of NXT UK. For sure. Um, I, by the way, speaking of what, I don't think I've, I've said this before on air, but I love everything about Pretty Deadly. Uh, yes, boy. They, they have the yes, greatest entrance going right now. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> all that, all those synths, bro? Come on now. Yeah, the disco ball is, <laughs> yes. is what makes it. The, and the, and the John Morrison slow-mo? Yes. Dude. Twice. Methinks. Um, I might see him live. <gasps> Or SmackDown yeah, Superstar, true. brother. I that's true. That. We're there's there's so much riding on that SmackDown show. I cannot wait. And finally, is there any other? I think one of the big biggest things that happened that is wrestling related, but not matches or storylines. Kevin Dunn is gone. Fire Rejoice! Um, Rejoice! I will not, in good conscience, celebrate the unemployment of uh, any individual on this show, um, except a certain individual. But anyway, um, you can you can. You can you could, you could, you can celebrate. As, as I, I'm not rejoicing that a man lost his job. I'm rejoicing that the product is getting better. I'll say this: I am rejoicing. I think, I think, <laughs> I think. Um, all, all to be said about Kevin Dunn. Um, Twenty years ago, he was really good at his job, and 20 years ago, he pretty much changed the way all of it was done in America. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's to clarify. In, in terms of American pro wrestling and how it is televised, he's the guy, and the fact that he just. Aged poorly, in my opinion. But, like, when it was good, it was WrestleMania 18, Rock vs. Hogan, and the slow pan shot, and it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. So, all that to say... Triple H goes to New Japan and just hires their whole camera team. Yeah. That's what he should do. (laughs) Um, But with that being said, because even AEW, I think, could take some lessons from... AEW could take a lot of uh, camera lessons I think we've discussed on this show before. We definitely have. But I think said, that's the end of our little updates right there. We're going to go to a quick PSA break. When we get back, we got a little Secret Santo for you guys. Stay with us. Back in WWE GL, we go 91.1 FM. This is a show where we talk all things wrestling. Alex, you're I'd like a chance to say that uh, upon reflection in the commercial break, uh... Rip Bozo to Kevin Dunn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. There's just, Hate you know, for life. Look, man, no, I don't know about that, but there's just some some reflective times. But anyway, on on with the show. That's all I, 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 all I want to say. He got money. He fine. You know, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't get to do a lot of stuff for December because that was our off-season. Unlike wrestling, we do actually get an off-season. Um, Which we, they, the, the wrestling should as well. They should. I, I, they did have Christmas off, surprisingly, this year for WWE. Yeah, yeah, good they, on them. And instead they, they worked on show. New Year's Day. Yeah. You, yeah. t- you win some, yeah. you lose some, gentlemen. Yeah. Take, take the rough with the smooth. I take mean, the rough yeah, well, yeah. NXT got off for a couple weeks. They did some pre-tape stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Um, But um, we did take an off-season. So we didn't get to celebrate Christmas really how we wanted to for WABGL. So we decided to gift ourselves a little bit of what we like to call Secret Santo. I say what we like to call. What Cooper likes to call. <laughs> I stole this idea. Oh, from uh, from a series of wrestling YouTubers uh, ah. who have who have consistently for the, I think like the past couple of years uh, done this like uh, video essay project um, called Secret Santo, where they will send each other. Actually, you what, you explain the, what YouTuber? The what YouTuber is this? Um, a, b- a bunch of them. Um, like the the ones that have done it this year include like Joseph Monticillo. Oh, I love him. Um, uh, Andos. Uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, I forget the other one. All of a sudden, well, wrestling with the narrative. Uh, really, really great. Like video essayists about shout, wrestling. Shout out them for we're stealing the gimmick, brother. Um, so what you're saying, Cooper, is that we created this and it is trademarked. <laughs> it's no yeah, one it's is ours. ever allowed. Yeah, ours. for sure. Um, and you can't have it back. Um, but th- <laughs> basically, 
We have each drawn names. Um, me, Alex Cooper did it in person, and Noah was not there, so I sent Noah his. So I knew what I was. Um, and we basically decided one, two, three matches. I think I was the only one who sold in multiple matches. I sent Alex three, but I only got to watch one, which, you know, he'll watch the other ones in this one. I, w- I was sent multiple as well, oh, you but I, I, only, okay. I only watched one. I said one to three, and I think we all watched one um, by our respective persons. Um, who would like to – I think the champ should go first. You know, lead the way. So you're such a locker that's, room That's leader. great because then Noah can go after him because I – anyway. Yeah, um, we'll go so, so I got mine in a mysterious uh, text message um, <laughs> from the host of WWEGL that said, playlist for Alex. And I was like, oh. Um, did you watch the backstory videos? Too? Um, yes, I did. I'm sitting there <laughs> making a grilled cheese, and he's like, "He left me for dead at Desert Storm," and I was like, "What the yeah, hell?" You were watching <laughs> this one? Yeah. That's insane. So I, I'm just sitting there minding my business, doing my dishes, wiping down uh, the stove, and he's like, "And then he shot me in the head," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> uh, and I was like, "Locked in." Um, and I was like, "Why does he look like CM Punk when he was bald and wore that mask in 2011?" Which that's what Killshot's mask does look like, by the you know way. Know that is. Right. Um, we're getting to that. <laughs> Let me tell my story. Okay. Okay. God okay. Almighty. Okay. Um, so I'm like, oh dear, three matches, and I did plan on watching all of them. Uh, I had a plan this more, today that got all thrown into flux. So I was not able to watch all of them, unfortunately, but I did watch the first match uh, that he sent me. I will be watching the, the other one. two, by the way. Um, so. Uh, I'm like, okay, uh, cool. They're saying a bunch of words about a match. I don't remember what it's called again, but the the it. It's uh, like the murder match or something. No, crazy. it's like uh, um, drag him to. Or, oh, drag him to the bad word place. Or, yeah, um, something like that. So, and I was like, uh, I was like, what does that mean? Then I realized it's basically like a three stages of yeah. Such the match. final one, um, you got to put him in an ambulance. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's essentially that. Um, and even then, I'm like, you know, I don't know about first blood being first, man, because like, anyway. But I was thinking about that, and um, oh my god. <laughs> uh, loud noises, a lot of loud noises, a lot of people wearing the El Rey Network t-shirts, uh, or the Lucha Alex, Underground yeah, t-shirts, you. Which, um. wa- which I was like, ah, for the brand, love that. Um, and then I'm watching, I was like, huh, his name is Fox, that's cool, wait a minute, he looks like somebody... AR Fox, no way! <laughs> and that was like that was like 10 minutes in, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Um, and I, I will say I don't traditionally love two out of three falls matches, because obviously... Wrestling is the idea of it is suspension of disbelief. There's only so far I can go because how many two out of threes fall matches end 2-0, right? Like, whoever wins yeah. the first, not going to win the second. But this was so awesome, I didn't really care because um, <laughs> everything was going crazy. And I want to write down the two notes that I had uh, for this match because most of it was just <gasps> eating my cereal, freaking out. But then, um, honestly, as crazy as the match was, which uh, ESPN called it the most brutal match of the year at the time, apparently, according to its Wikipedia page, um... So, first of all, the commentators made the match because there's a hilarious part in the third stage of the match where Killshot is dragging AR Fox out after he, like, launched him with this crazy suplex out of the ring where they both landed on their feet, which did not look good. looked like it was going to hurt somebody. And then he just, like, flings him on it and bodies him. And I was like, oh, my God, he's dead. And then Matt Striker's like, there's a piece of his flesh on the stretcher. And they <laughs> zoom in. I was like, Ugh! Ugh! Um. Anyway, so then later on... um. They're like, oh man, look at Killshot. He's being so nice taking uh I can't remember what AR Fox's name was in it's, this. It's Dante Fox. Dante Fox, sorry. Okay, yeah. Cause once I realized it was him, that's just what I was thinking of the whole time. So I forgot his first name was Dante. So Killshot taking him out. He's like, man, Killshot's being kind of humane here, guys. And then he immediately does the kill stomp from like the top of the stage. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> um and then <laughs> 
the craziest, and I do mean this considering all the wrestling I've watched and all the hilarious commentary I've watched in my entire life, the single craziest line I've ever heard in my entire life. I want you guys to imagine you're watching this match. Uh, Dante Fox has been hooked into the stretcher and being dragged out, and he kicks Killshot away and tries to escape, and Matt Stryker, whatever his name was in Lucha Underground, it's Matt Stryker. says, um... Dante Fox trying to escape in the vein of John McCain, and I swear I almost crashed my car. <laughs> I, I forgot about that call. I, <laughs> okay. I, I, think, I think I left the planet and have not actually come back since. That was the craziest thing I've ever heard in my entire life to this very day. That's hilarious, and the commentators really made this match. And then about 25 minutes, I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, no. It was the second match. He does the kill stuff. I was like, that's pretty cool. And then he does Swerve's finisher, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> First of all, Swerve was very tiny. Uh, man has yeah. been in the gym. Goodness gracious, because he's very huge compared to how he looked then, by the way, which is not yeah. a problem at all. Like, I mean, you know, whatever, whatever, you know. There wasn't ever, like, a point where it's like, man, he looks too tiny to wrestle. I was like, hey, he just looks so different. He was I didn't even... But he does that move, his finisher, which is, I don't know what it's called. JML in Driver. Okay, yes, that's that's what it must be called. And I was like, wait a minute. And I looked up, who is Killshot? <laughs> and it was Swerve Strickland. I was like, wait, my favorite guy. And then he got choked out. And I was like, it's just like Hangman Page. I was about to like, say, this match, this match explains probably a lot right. about Swerve to yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely yes. does. Um, this match was absolutely hilarious. Unfortunately, halfway through, the YouTube audio was ahead which kind of ruined a bit oh, of the experience. No. I think it was a glitch in my foundation to rewatch it later. But like the big glass break when he breaks it on his head and he falls over so you heard was, was five seconds early. And I was like, dang, that's unfortunate. But still, really good match. I know I talked a lot. I just was like, this is pretty cool, man. Um, anyway, because yeah, I, I had a great time. Let me explain why I picked this for Alex. I was like, I knew you were going to you like, have you ever watched Lucha well, Underground? Well, I had already set up the Lucha Underground picks before that. And I was just making sure. Because I remembered you back in the day whenever we mentioned. Because. John Moxley's a big fan of kill shot. Um, indeed, <laughs> he is an, indeed he is. a crazy fan of kill shot, so he was very excited to face Swerve. And I remember you not taught knowing about Lucha Underground. It was like me and Cooper were like giggling like little kids over here. Lucha Underground is the perfect show for you. It is the most cinematic wrestling show. Oh. It is one hour each time, um, except for like when I do the Ultimate Lucha, which is like the WrestleMania. And they do like a two-hour special on some some of them. No, I watched like I tried to watch like the first episode of the show on Netflix, and I was like, "This is weird." And then I turned it off. But I was like years uh, ago, so I'm a new man now. And I picked it because one, I was just like, "What do I pick for Alex?" And I said Brian Cage um, <laughs> in my head, and I said I want to show him Brian Cage versus Willie Mack from Lucha Underground, or Cage versus the Mack. Right. That, the he, Mac! he, is called, he is called the Mac in, and, in the video, which is quite a. And I have it in the next one was yes. Cage. It was the next match, and I was like, "Well, I have to put Swerve and Dante or Killshot and Dante Fox." There's no way I'm not putting that match in there. Yeah. I wanted to put Ultimate Lucha Dos, which is like the or the no Aztec Warfare. Oh Dose, yeah, which is like the Rumble. Ooh. Um, but it was not online. It's the one uh, with uh, Matanza. Yeah. So instead, Dang. his third match was Principal versus Ray. Oh, okay. oh no, a Rey Mysterio really match. I'm they, so, like, I'll they, watch that. They also have Phoenix. Oh, I didn't want to put that. I'm like, that's a little too easy. They also had Phoenix versus Mil Muertes, which was really good. And Phoenix Muertes. Um, the the Black yeah, Lotus Triad versus Pinta, <laughs> which is uncomfortable. <laughs> which uh, is basically Io Sky, uh, Kyrie Sane, and who's the third? Mayo Iwatani. Mayo Iwatani versus Pinta, Pinta El Zero Miedo. It's a it's a it's a three, three stages on, match. Yeah, yeah, three on one handicap. Well, um, I will be watching that. Um, um, is Johnny Lucha in there as well? 
Uh, well, Johnny Mundo was like the champ for forever. Johnny, Johnny I wanted – he's lucky because if I would have put in Aztec Warfare, that would have been like a 40-minute match. And I wanted to do um, Johnny Mundo versus Prince Puma all night long. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's literally right. an Iron Man match for the whole show. And they like – it's like different, you know, stages, stuff like that. That's You know, hilarious. Prince Puma is Ricochet. So <gasps> – Yeah. Ricochet. And he, oh, yeah, and he has kid gloves off. It's crazy. Yes, it is. So yeah, because in Swerve's Wikipedia page, he only got he got a shot on Lucha Underground because he was friends with Ricochet, and Ricochet got an audition tape from Swerve to get sent to Lucha Underground. They're like, this guy's pretty good, and then or they made him also a Seal Team Six member. I don't know what was <laughs> happening. The Evilise, um, Son of Havoc, and uh, is it and Helico, where he does the stage dive from the top of because they like built that warehouse for it, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's a set. Um, it's, it's and they very killed cool. the who was the owner of Lucha Underground? Dario Cueto. Dar- and they killed him in one of the yeah, seasons. Yeah, the greatest pro- authority figure and all. Of they beheaded wrestling. Luchasaurus because he was like a serpent. But Johnny Mundo did. Taya was awesome there. They yeah. had Cage with the whole like face thing and the gift of the gods. A lot of people died in Lucha Underground. It was awesome. Yeah. I, so the problem is not any streaming stuff. Like I would go back and it watch used to be on something. It was on Netflix. Right. If so, only there was an archive gosh, on the ooh, internet. I <laughs> so, that. So the funny thing is, I'll say one last thing that I remember because I, I hear them talking. I was like, man, this ain't this ain't the standard stuff. Which, by the way, uh, this is not your WWE barbed wire. When Fox went on that thing, oh, oh my no. god, that was crazy. But I remember, I'm like. I'm like sort of putting the video on in the back. I watch it and I like put it down for a minute and like go to look, do something. I look back and I see Killshot like cock the sniper rifle. And I was like, what the <laughs> heck is going on? I was like, is he going to shoot somebody? That's when I was like, huh? Hey. That was crazy. Because I. Mundo, brother. The like, first appearance of Dirty Dom was in Lucia Underground. Oh, for for yeah. actual like getting in the ring and doing a move. Oh my than, gosh! Like, the, you know this. Yeah, this was awesome. Uh, let's do this next year, boys. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I will be watching more Lucha Underground in the near future. And um, if someone wasn't problematic, for a whole year, he might have gotten Brian Cage versus Michael Elgin from Impact. So. Ooh, oh, I, okay. I have not. Yeah, yeah. I do love. I was, I was uh, out at that time. I do love the machine, but it's no. a good. I, knowing that, no, but it was a good big meaty men smack and meat match. Yeah, so. for sure. Wait, what but do you mean knowing that? Knowing that. Knowing about, about Logan. Logan. Oh, yeah, that's why I said yeah, I love the machine, as in Brian Cage. That's why I didn't send that match. Oh, yeah, good. Um, fine well, by me. But with that being said, we have taken all the f- time for the I apologize. I got you in my storytelling phase. We have all the time in the world. It's okay. Um, we're going to go to a quick PSA break, and Noah, <gasps> your Secret Santo is up next. Welcome back to WBGL. Noah, it is your turn for your Secret Santo match. Go ahead and say what the match was and who gave it to you. Hang on a minute. I gotta I explain the backstory behind this before we get in the match. So <laughs> Alex a Houston, all of a sudden. Alex Houston texts me and he goes, Hey, yeah, Peacock. Like, I don't pay for it, but I got it. <laughs> I got worry about that, brother. I got it. And he goes, Okay, well here's your match. It is the main event from the June first, two thousand nine episode of Raw. And I'm like, oh, All right, no. I guess I'll open up Peacock, see what this is. And so I open it up. And in the description, it is uh, Cody Rhodes faces Batista in a steel cage match. I'm like, you know what? That's that in a half bad match. I, I might enjoy this. Thank you, Alex Houston. And I open it up, and it starts off with kind of a cold open uh, after JR says, The world is watching. <laughs> the world, world is watching. watching. <laughs> the world is watching. <laughs> they were not watching. <laughs> I don't know who was Wait, watching. Was Nobody this, was tuning was, was this guest host era? No, it's right it's before. I got, I got, I got, a, I got a, guys. There's a reason for this, and I'll explain at the end. Okay, of okay. I, I have a joke coming up about the <laughs> guest host era. Um, so it opens up, and it's Randy Orton in the ring with um, 
Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. behind them, and they're going to do a promo. I'm like, okay, this sets up the main event of Cody Rhodes versus Batista. I'm going to watch this promo <laughs> so I get the story of the match. <laughs> and Randy Orton cuts this, like, generic heel promo. He's like, I'm going to beat Batista this Sunday at Extreme Rules. And then he goes, and tonight I asked Vicky Guerrero to make a match in this steel cage right here in Birmingham, Alabama. And I was like, okay, that's why we're watching this. It's in Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama, baby. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> And Randy Orton shows, to figure out which member of Legacy it's going to be, we're going to flip this coin. So he flips it, and he turns around, looks at Cody Rhodes, and goes, it's you. And then the camera zooms in on Cody Rhodes, and he has a nose piercing. Has a stud right there in his nose, and I, I can't take this seriously anymore. <laughs> like, what? Cody Rhodes grabs the mic. He goes, Randy, I know exactly what to do. I will finish my story. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. First thing I was like, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> he didn't say that. He said, my father was in some of the greatest cage matches of all time, and I have no problem giving him a preview of what's going to happen this Sunday. And Randy Orton takes the mic back, and I swear he turns around to look at Cody Rhodes and go, you're supposed to say the no- name of the, of the uh, pay-per-view. Come on now. All right, we got to get these ad revenues up. Nobody, <laughs> nobody is watching this. We got we to gotta get people to buy Extreme Rules. So, um, and Randy takes the microphone and he goes, I'm going to show these people here tonight uh, what's going to happen this Sunday. He opens the cage door, steps outside and goes, and I'm still going to be your WWE champion. And it's kind of cutting out, you know, to go to commercial or whatever. I'm like, okay, that's great. I'll go ahead and skip through. Woo! (laughs) Nature Boy comes out on 20 packs of Lou Energy, I swear, because this man throws his jacket into like, the 20th row of the arena there in Birmingham, Alabama. JCC. Like, this is WCW, baby. And, I, and he goes, hang on, I have the whole promo right here. Well, okay, come on. No, he got, just goes. Pushing the limits. You got to wrap it up. Pushing the limits. Wrap it up. He says, oh, you're going to show me what Tisa's going to do. Ric Flair just screams out, no. And it takes forever. I'm going to show you what's going to happen here tonight. So, Batista versus Cody Rhodes is not the main event of this pay-per-view. Instead, it is a parking lot brawl between Ric Flair, <laughs> a retired Ric Flair, by Wait, the way. This is after this is after Sean retired him? Yes. Wait. Because Randy's like, you're retired. Do you not know what that means? And he goes, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I'm All right. Say, is he a TNA at this point? No, <laughs> no he's not, not yet. TNA, Nearly. Brother. Like, like later that's that real, year. brother. And he starts stabbing himself on the head. When he starts blading. Because <laughs> no. what don't what you understand <laughs> about being a man? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> he <laughs> just keeps calling him punk throughout the promo. <laughs> so finally, Randy accepts it, and he goes, "This is going to be a night you never forget because it's going to be one you won't be able to remember." And I said, "That doesn't make any sense whatsoever, Randy Orton." But um, I was like, okay. So I skipped through the rest of it. Apparently, Batista beat Cody Rhodes with a nose piercing. Um, we go to the main event, and Randy Orton is scrouting around the parking lot, and all of a sudden you just hear footsteps. And you look up, and it's, Ran- it's Ric Flair in a polo shirt, retired, goes over there just starts beating up on Randy Orton from behind. Randy Orton, you know, makes a baby face comeback, even though he's the biggest hill 2009 at this point. Throws Ric Flair <laughs> into, like, some cars or something. 
And this is P. This is PG era, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 They they had been Gotta PG. Be right. Rick Flair gets color. That's <laughs> 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 the funniest thing ever. <laughs> no, I mean, Rand, both him and Randy end up getting color somehow inside this parking lot, and eventually the fight spills over to the arena, and we get a shot in the dark, which looks like it was shot in the JCP days, uh, Jim Crockett Promotions. And they eventually fight all the way up to the ramp to the announcer's table. And Ric Flair rips the announce table stuff off, throws Randy Orton up there, and gets him in a figure four on this announce table. It was probably the greatest moment of life. He's got blood on his shirt. Randy Orton is bleeding. It's, it's sinister, Randy Orton's brother. bleeding? Randy Orton. Both of them are bleeding, brother. Whoa. This, is a, this is a hardcore match, brother, with retired Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> he should have put, put on Ric Flair versus Batista from ECW. Like WWE. Yeah. <laughs> This elder abuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Le- Le- Legacy runs out to make the save, and Jerry Lawler's like standing there trying to like hold Cody Rhodes back. And Cody Rhodes turns around to look at him, and I don't know what Jerry Lawler like thought he was doing. I don't know if he thought it was a shoot or whatever, but uh, they end up fighting. Randy Orton throws Ric Flair into the ring that still has a steel cage. Uh, he's getting ready to RKO Rick because obviously Legacy's you know beat him up and close the door. Batista comes out to make the save, but he can't get in. So Randy Orton, he gives him the RKO. He's setting up for the punt. Uh, Batista's looking up at him like a sad little child that he's about to punt, this retired old man named Ric Flair. Randy Orton punts him, then stares into the camera with the same look that uh, Bubba Ray Dudley had when he (laughs) – He's in a (laughs) trance. Don't 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 you dare say it. Don't you dare well, say I it. can't say that on air. You can't, can't say that on air. I can't um, say that on air. Anyway, no, any any other things to be added here. Batista's still looking up at him like a scared child. And I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. And then you send me, I want you to watch an actual match. So uh here's Mike Awesome versus what's the other guy? Kanaka's first name. Asado Kanaka. Tanaka. From the first ever ECW one night stand. I you know, it's a hardcore match. I've made my Stance is clear very much on this show about hardcore matches. I thought it was fine. Uh, I hate Jerry. I hate. I hate. Um, what's his name? The commentator. Oh, Joey, Joey Styles. Styles. I hate Joey Styles. Get of course that man. he is. Never want to hear that man again. Yeah, talk of course you hate him. Joey because Styles. He stood beat up to JBL. Hell yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, he also uh, had the call when Mike Awesome dove over the top of the ring. But uh, yeah, what's Lo- crazy love that part. is. He showed up to JBL like literally like three or four months after the Raw he watched. Yeah, it yeah. was like right after Probably. that. Probably. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 Wait. Yeah. No. The thing is, okay. Yeah. Joey Styles wasn't still with WWE in 2009. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was with. No, for a I while. know this because yeah. I listened to ECW Deadlock. Was going I listened. On at that point, I listened to Deadlock this okay. week. Good point. And because they talked about it because they were talking about a December episode from 2009. Mm-hmm. They had a graphic up right before the parking lot brawl that uh, was <laughs> ECW was watched by more men. This yeah, past Tuesday in the Major League Baseball <laughs> playoffs. And I was like, there's no way that's true. Buddy. All right. Ain't nobody watching okay, sci-fi. Okay. If, I may, if I may explain myself, that, if that's allowed. What? You were there? No. Um, so let like you just this like real wrestling, bro. This is this Cody is an Rose actual gen- so the whole week I'm like, no, I have to think of something. Logan's gonna have something so niche. Noah's gonna have something so niche. Cooper's gonna pull something out of the dirt, and it's gonna be the greatest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. I have to it's come true. up with something. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And I picked the Tanaka and Awesome match because I don't traditionally like matches like that, but I love that match. I think it's awesome. Oh, it is. It was really because good. Because that match is crazy. I believe it was. It was fun. 
<laughs> it was fine. No, well, I mean, I don't like hardcore <laughs> matches, and, you know. I, so they I, only did that match so hundred times. Like, you don't have to then go afterwards and make up for yourself. Oh, I thought it was I, awesome. I did maybe find ways to stream ECW One Night Stand uh, 2005 and try and watch a match, and I was like, this match is awesome. Anyway, but that doesn't matter. So, um, on to this. So, if I may set the scene here for only a moment. So, I'm. it's back in Ju- June 1st, 2009. I know. June 1st, 2009. We're at the beach on a, on a visit with my friends. I've never watched a wrestling show at this point in my life. The only wrestling exposure I have is is SmackDown vs. Raw 2008 featuring ECW um, with Bobby Lashley, John Cena, and Undertaker on the cover. And my mom and I are up at the up in the uh, condo while everyone's down at the beach or whatever, and we're like scrolling through TV trying to find something to watch. And we click through a channel, and I see Batista try and pull the door off the cage. I'm like, is this the greatest thing I've ever seen? <laughs> so that is the very first wrestling show I ever saw in my entire life. And I have never watched it since. I have never seen the clip of it ever. I only looked it up that night, and I was like, when was it? And I look at Extreme Rules 2009, because that was a really weird time when Batista somehow had the belt for, like, a day again, even though Randy Orton got it from Triple H. At, oh, between yeah, 25, yeah. and then it was really weird. Then it, goes, it was really it's weird. like, vacated yeah. the next couple weeks. It was really weird, and I tuned in about two months after this. It was, like, this. right before, I think, the Hardy Rain, right? No, <gasps> no, no. Not at the WWE no, Championship. That's 2008. This oh, okay, was okay. Yeah, this was, was the summer that Hardy and... left with the CM Punk. That was the CM Punk feud. So yes. now, now so I know where this, this was. This was the same. So I tuned in after Bash later that year when Triple H lost it to Randy Orton one more time. And I was like, the first weeks I was watching was them trying to get DX back together. Anyway, but I like just <laughs> happened upon this. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Oh my gosh, Ric Flair's dying. Randy Orton killed him. <laughs> and Batista, hilariously enough, rather than climbing the cage, tries to pull it off, not the door, the whole cage, <laughs> and climb underneath it. And I remember thinking, He's the strongest man I've ever seen. Yeah. Eight-year-old Alex was like, oh, my God, he's so he's being so valiant in his attempt to save his grandpa. What a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I actually did not know that any of that Cody Rhodes nonsense, parking lot brawl, any of it was the case. But that was the Flair's retired, but he was, like, doing stuff. Like, he did the, the Jericho thing, uh, like, thing. right before that because it was, like, right yeah. after I don't, 25. I won't be honest. I was not tuned in at this point. Thank God yeah, I was. You were like I would never three, watch dude. it you, could, you couldn't see colors, man. I was six. Um, I was six. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I, I, I tuned in Daniel Bryan, and I was like, that's my guy. No, And he yeah. still is. And then I went back to the pipe bomb and all that stuff. I I, I kind of skipped over 2009. Like, when that Batista guy came there's, out, there's I was like. some highlights from that era. Like, as somebody. Jericho Sean. Yeah. The CM Punk feud. As somebody who came in right after that with, like. Nexus era. <laughs> that is that is the, that is the of of WWE, and it is a miracle that I am at all into <laughs> professional wrestling now. With the, with that, you saw Wade Barry, and you're like, that's me. I, honestly, <laughs> no, I saw I saw Daniel Bryan also, and I was like, oh, that's me. Yeah, that's he's me. like choking <laughs> Justin Roberts out with a tie. Yeah. All I gotta say is that after I watched the, this uh, thing, I went back through some of the roles that were coming up, and I was like, oh, it's the celebrity guest uh, era coming up after this, and I'm going through. And the next time we do one of these retro reviews, we got to watch the September 28th episode <laughs> There's of no this way. in 2009. No, let, let, you want to know who the guest host is? Al Sharp. Do you not know who Al Sharpton is? Al Sharpton? Mm. Yes, Al Sharpton. Like Sharp- the Reverend Al Sharpton? Yes. That's right. <laughs> That's <What>? right. <laughs> Brother, you are, there's no way on God's green earth you're making me watch a three-hour 2009 <laughs> Two 
No. It was two hours. The super shows didn't okay. start until 2011. Okay. Not... No. There... That Are dude, dude, sure? do not, do yeah. not cite the dark magic to me. <laughs> I was there. I literally was yeah. watching. You're gonna talk to me and Alex yeah. about okay. 2009, 2011 WWE. We host. I remember the guest host when it was just the Pittsburgh Steelers and and, and Ben Roethlisberger faced off at the big show and called a halfback dive and they pushed him out of the ring. Hey, John Damon, bro, come on. Look, now. man, I, I Bob Barker, I, I go back. And watch I, that dude, one. if like I'm, I'm not kidding. I will, if it's two hours, we will consider it. The next time there's on a, your birthday, if there's a tie. <laughs> For the belts after the rumble, and I'm in the tie. Make it 2009 WWE trivia. I'm mopping the floor with you fools, man. I've got, I've got stuff. I thought We're about your underground trivia. I really thought you. about the only other thing I thought about recommending Noah. One last thing was my, our first. We bought a bunch of WWE DVDs more so than watching the live stuff. And the, I cannot tell you how many times we watched Jeff Hardy's last match against CM Punk on a random SmackDown and hope that the result would be different. I watched it over and over. I was like, guys, maybe he'll There's get out this time. There's gotta be a ending. There's gotta be. You watch it 15 times in a row. I probably see. I've probably seen that match maybe 30 times. Maybe the only match I've seen more than that is probably the Triangle Ladder match at WrestleMania 2000. I've seen that match like a hundred times. Love that match. Anyway, um, yeah. All right. With that being said, we're gonna do another quick PSA break. When we come back, we're going to. Is it Jim Crockett Promotions? Are we going to Jim Crockett? I don't know. I sent them three. <laughs> well, you'll, we, you'll find out. You'll find we out. will see. We oh will be back. Welcome back. This segment has ran a lot longer than I would expect. It's been like 30 minutes tops. We're, We're going to fill the hour, brother. We're going to fill an hour with just secret state. We need to. Need to bring this like this means like a like a this will be a recurring bit, a yeah. quarterly thing or yeah. something like that. Oh my gosh, this is so spring funny. break, secret Santos spring break. Absolutely, edition. yeah. All right, Cooper, you were up next. Okay, you were gifted a gift by Noah. I was gifted uh, an amazing gift. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love this so much. <laughs> okay, so similar to Alex with uh, 2009 era <laughs> WWE, um, although I feel like. This surprises people a bit more about me. When it comes to early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, capital R-A-S-S-L-I-N, wrestling. Southern, baby. Do not cite the old magic to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was there when it was written. (laughs) Um, My father, Jerry Leon Prater Jr., (laughs) From Heflin, Alabama, (laughs) and my mother, Cynthia Marie Newell, from Columbus, Georgia, preach, did not raise their son with such little knowledge. They have prepared me from the day I was born to handle this, okay? You don't know nothing about Tommy Rich. You don't know nothing about Mr. Wrestling number oh two. You don't know nothing about Jimmy Golden. Tell me I'm wrong. Okay. So <laughs> he's, he's dead. He's, he's dead. Killed him. You killed him. Noah. <laughs> Guys, Noah's dead. Well, no, See, no longer I, mean I come prediction. on here. I come on here and I, I tone it down. For you guys, okay? I tone it down with my New Japan, my All Japan, my PWG, my Lucha Underground, whatever, all right? I, 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 this whole, you know, modern wrestling nerd stuff. Down down in the core, <laughs> there is <laughs> a blue-collar man who just got out of, from the mines, <laughs> from the textile mill. Putting on your cowboy <laughs> And just wants to go down to the Columbus Civic Auditorium <laughs> to watch himself <laughs> some wrestling, all right? 
So. <laughs> you laughed so hard you opened the door, Alex. I thought yeah, someone was walking in. It just swung. Oh, my yeah. gosh. No music. No music for the entrances. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The one who gets music right. is Junkyard Dog. Okay, please tell me what match you watch. I watched oh from the Great God. American Bash, 1988. Ooh. From uh, I think I believe it was Baltimore, Maryland, yes, where this Baltimore, is. Baltimore, Maryland. That's Baltimore, where all Maryland. Were. Go Ravens. Um, for the NWA United States Tag Team Championships, Ooh. the cha- the champions, uh, the team of the Fantastics, with uh, Tommy Rogers and Bobby Fulton, yes. uh, versus the Midnight Express, uh, with beautiful Bobby Eaton and Sweet Stan Lane, uh, alongside their manager Jim Cornette, who. According to the stipulations of this match, had to be both restrained in a straitjacket <laughs> and this is the greatest match ever. And oh, just you wait, suspended above the ring in a shark Dark cage. cage. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That's what I'm talking about. I didn't go seek this match out, baby. What I, what I have learned is that every match can be greatly benefited by the presence of a shark cage. <laughs> We gotta get managers back, brother. We gotta get managers back. Oh exactly. my god! Please, a- please do Willow versus Stat with Stoke in a shark exactly. cage. Exactly. Tony oh Cole my! There is oh a fantastic shot after uh, Cornette is already in in the straitjacket. Which, by the way, when they're trying to get in the straitjacket, he says the sleeves are too long. <laughs> he just is flopping his arms like a penguin. Will you take a bribe? Yeah. Will you take a bribe? Exactly. <laughs> Ten thousand. Oh. I, I I won't take ten thousand. Fifteen. I won't take twenty. Thirty thousand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I need to call my mother. He's so <laughs> he's so great. Um. Uh. So, uh. But there's a great shot after he's already in the straitjacket and he's being shoved into the shark cage. He's just screaming bloody murder and the camera zooms in on his face like <laughs> like a, a, a one of those like Spike Lee shots where it's like he stays still but the background moves behind him. It's so yeah. Um. So uh, that already is that's the, the the bar for where this match is going. Um, so I am more familiar with the Midnight Express than I am with the Fantastics. Um, uh, I kind of have to be familiar with the Midnight Express because yeah. they featured the single greatest wrestler uh, to ever come from the state of Alabama, beautiful Bobby Eaton. Preach, um, bro- brother. <laughs> He's so it's so it's so unfair. Like we should all just stop after. Like what we can't topple. Yeah, exactly. Um, Can you think of any other like big wrestlers from Action Mike uh, Jackson? Oh, Action Mike Jackson, not counting Action. Okay, like modern uh, hardcore Holly. Yep. I guess. Oh <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, Adam Priest. Uh, and then, no. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, of the non-wrestlers, yeah. uh, Paul Bear. Paul so, Bear. Okay, yeah. well, that, yeah. That, that gets probably the nod in oh, a general sense. and Marty Jannetty. So, yeah. Uh, totally <laughs> problematic. <laughs> Cream of the crop yeah. right there. Cream <laughs> of the crop. He was coming that from man, Alabama. That man, from, that man state of champions. Ran away <laughs> from Shawn Michaels, brother. <laughs> oh, my God. All the stars are here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, oh. Cooper, by all means, continue. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that being said, um, I, I thought that um, well, obviously, I'm very biased going into the match for the the midnight. Um, the Fantastics put on a really good show here. In particular, I want to highlight uh, Tommy Rogers, um, who plays a fantastic uh, babyface in peril. He is uh, alone in the ring. Uh, Bobby uh, Fulton doesn't come in 
for like what feels like a solid 10 minutes and is just beaten down on on Rodgers like this entire time. Um, they pull off some amazing double team moves behind the rest back. Um, there's the classic um, uh, Lane has him in an abdominal stretch. He reaches his hand back behind him and Eaton is yanking back <laughs> to get more torque on it. It's so good. Um, uh, so, and there's something really, really special um, about what. Oh, by the way, also, it's impressive that he plays such a good babyface in peril because going into this match, just from the entrances, I did not know that the Fantastics were supposed to be faces because the, their entrance attire is like kind of a Chippendales esque. Like, that, that <laughs> was every single tag team in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, like, right. It was either you either part of the Four Horsemen or you were Chippendale. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. You got two options. They've got, they've got the little bow ties, they got like sort of a suit jacket and like tails and like no <laughs> shirt with it. It's so good. Uh, I gotta watch but, this match. Like, it seems very much to me like kind of a, you know, arrogant, like, you know, uh, oh, you know, we're cool guy. And they were built from Los Angeles. California, which like in the South would get major heat. So, like you know, I expect them to be heels, um, but they they overcame that pretty quickly. Um, and man, Bobby Eaton is just so smooth. Like, put him in there. You want to talk about somebody who is like so miscast for the time? Like, he he obviously succeeded very much in in that tag team, but if you put him in today's wrestling scene. He would absolutely, I, th- I, th- I think he would be similar to like a Chad Gable, like somebody that if you know, like what makes a good professional wrestler, you watch him and you're like, oh, he is, he's undoubtedly one of the greatest doing it today, but maybe does not ever get like the real recognition that he deserves. Um, so that was fantastic. Um, they incorporate uh, maybe the most realistic looking ref bump I've ever seen in my life. Uh, where um, I believe it's Fulton goes for a crossbody uh, on Lane and uh, his feet uh, knock the ref, uh, Tommy Young, in, in like his eyes. Um, and uh, Young does such a, a good job selling the eye, the, his like the feet to the eyes. Um, that, like he like lifts up his shirt and starts like wiping his eyes down with it. Um, and uh, say, which obviously opens just even uh, for more uh, midnight shenanigans as well. Uh, the Midnight Express eventually get the win by uh, uh, Bobby Eaton pulls out a chain, and I believe uh, it takes him a moment to choke uh, Bobby Fulton with it, and then uh, just decks him right in the face, uh, and then gets the one two three to become the new champs. And uh, you would have sworn that he would have that he legitimately killed a man uh, by the reaction of the crowd. Um, there, it, I mean, this match is really interesting because, like, um, it's it's highly technical in terms of the actual the moves in between. I, I didn't list a ton of them because that's not how I, I watch wrestling for the most part. Um, but um, what happens is you see. Um, very much like we we rag on FTR a little bit, but honestly, like the good man. This is this is what a tag team should be. Like you are a cohesive unit. You are like one mind and two people. Yes, yeah. is, is what it should be. Um, and uh, both of them understand it. The and the midnight in particular is just so far and away like one of the the greatest groups of of all time. Um, and. Uh, the crowd is such an important element in this. They're very much like a third character 
in it. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that uh, old wrestling audiences thought it was real, you know, um, but I do think that they just bought in more easily than people do today and bought in more earnestly mm-hmm. than people do today, you know, because, and in particular in this, uh, you know, area, you know, uh, very uh, blue collar working class people, you know, who, who want to very much forget about the outside world and just uh, see a story be told in front of them. Um, and they are, you know, very, very unselfish in the way that modern wrestling crowds can be. So I, I really loved it. I, it gets like a f- five stars from me, uh, if for whatever that's worth. You know what's uh, crazy about it? Mm-hmm. It's not their best match. Yeah, and they, not they, by they a long have, shot. They I've have seen a lot better. Yeah. I've seen better midnight matches, which is crazy. No, I'm talking about just between the midnight and the Fantastics. Oh, that's oh, not, that's not yeah. their best match. No one knows I the j- lore. I just want to send you that one because you know the Jim Cornette and the. Shark yeah, you said yeah. that to me. That, that's, uh, yeah, I can't just for funsies. Yeah. Also, in, in my day. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, a little bit of a fun fact because I was looking up the match. This was the last ever uh, WCW pay per view under the JCP banner because Turner brought it before oh, the next pay per view. Oh, so this yeah, was the yeah. final. This was the final they one. They do still have that, that classic like blue and green NWA on, yeah. the, on the side, which they yeah. ditched afterwards. So yeah, because yeah, uh-huh. Turner bought it just before Starcade, which was shout out Jim no Crockett, man. Shout Jim out Jim Crockett. Crockett. Shout out Jim. Shout out Jim Crockett. Tower of um, Doom. Finally, we have gotten all the way around the table. Started from Alex, got all the way around. Yeah. What about the perfect? It actually worked yeah, out worked where out. it went completely. This was not planned. Thank God Cooper got me and I did not get Cooper. I don't know what I would have sent <laughs> you, brother. I would have had to go because I'm like, this is the man who knows everything. That's why I'm like, I hope Noah gets I'm so going. glad I, I can est- now establish my my uh, JCP bona fides. I remember you. When Noah asked me that, I remember you being like, I know he knows a lot about, you know. Classic wrestling. Uh-huh. I talked to you about it before, but I'm like, I don't know the extent. I'm like, I know he knows a lot. <laughs> How like, far can Noah go well, into the vault to find something that Cooper's <laughs> yeah. never seen? Noah, I mean, Cooper here, great pick. It is a world of sport match, if you guys know what that is. That is British wrestling um, back in the heyday of the mm-hmm. 80s. We both, me and Noah, in, in two separate sports here um, of the world of sport versus the American wrestling style. It is Les Kellett versus... Leon Aris, a 30-minute match almost. Bro, you sent me part one, and, I, and then I was like, okay. And I'm like, part two? Part, I'm like, how many parts are in this match? Luckily for me, um, you're going to be really mad when I say this. You know what introduced me to British rules? The, the Heritage, Heritage Cup. Cup. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm not. I like the Heritage Cup. Um, I think it's great. If you don't know, British rules are, which I actually went. I started watching, and I said, wait a minute. And I went and looked up. British rules, just so I know, and I read like a whole Reddit article on it. Yeah, and it's funny because they were talking about the World of Sports Day, and the first match that was, I mean, it, it was not this match; it was another Les Kellett. Another Les Kellett, yeah. Um, He's so good. I'd seen clips of Les Kellett before on Twitter and stuff like that, but I had never like actually gone and watched the match. This made my day. Um, <laughs> oh, I watched so it this morning after watching all of Wrestle Kingdom yesterday, um, and I was like. All right, what are these two middle-aged men doing? It they're literally <laughs> not like, middle-aged, dude. Les Kellett is like in his sixties here. <laughs> yeah, they're literally like two old men in the ring. You know, I liked Eris more than like. I was, That's very funny. Come on, Kellett. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Come on, Kellett boy. Come on, Kellett boy. Yeah. Let's see how strong you You're are. You're not strong now. enough, Kellett boy. You're not boy. strong enough. Basically, British rules for people who don't understand. Which no, I think you would like this type of wrestling a lot. I know. Um, um in the last two K game. They had like a whole section of the campaign, yeah, where you went through British rules, but so like I'm that's somewhat. like British rules mixed with like new stuff, which is yeah, like yeah. Th- it isn't like traditional British rules. Basically, 
wrestling was outlawed in Britain for a long time um, because basically got mu- like like weapons stuff like that. They were like, this cannot happen. Very barbaric. Very yeah. barbaric, and they're like they banned it. And they banned women wrestling to like the early '90s, I think. Actually. Yeah. Oh, Britain. Um, yeah. and but they brought it back, and they brought it in the sports style, and so they would play it on World of Sports, where they play it with like lacrosse, rugby, and then you'd have wrestling. Well, that yeah, that's um, funny because World of Sport was the the program on ITV that played also like, um, uh, like rugby matches and but like darts. Yeah, and darts. Like yeah. very like like pub games kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Um, very like not yeah, not the football matches or anything yeah. like that. So, um, but basically in British rules they made it very strict. All holds are legal. Um, traditional rope break. You know you have all that, but basically you can't really. You're not throwing punches really. You're throwing like if you're 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 just like kind of like striking in the back if you hit a strike. Most of it is just like it's just catch wrestling. It's catch so as catch can. Real graps. Real graps, but it's not real graps. You would like it's not like you're not watching. Like a NCAA am- wrestling, wrestling match. Yeah, you're not watching. You're watching two men methodically try to pick each other apart, and it's awesome because very early on he goes for the shoot double leg, and he and uh, Eris just quickly. Eris playing to heel here. He's wearing full singlet where his his chest area his is out. His pectorals is out, not covering anything. And then you have um, Kellett in these traditional trunks. And Kellett goes for uh, sh- goes to shoot his leg, and he's quickly got the ropes, and it's like he's just hanging by the ropes the whole time. So like, if he tries to grab his leg, he is grabbing the ropes. Mm-hmm. It is keeping your man's down. You can do if it's knockout, knockdown by ten. If you get DQ'd, the match is completely over. It's six min- It's six five minute rounds. So they have breaks, and they have like a corner. And um, my favorite part of it is the referee. Also two out of three falls. Two out of three falls. Funny. Uh, though we already we already went over that match. When he said when he said that earlier, I'm like, well, I have a story for you. <laughs> yeah. um, the referee does not slap the mat. He just goes one, two, three. What the <laughs> heck is this man? This, this referee too has a great, great voice. the greatest yeah. voice ever. Oh my god! I am cackling anytime. <laughs> and like the thing is, it's like very. Like, there's no chanting. There's no like. Well, when they start out like. Kill comes out and everyone's like, yeah! And then Eris goes, and I go, boo! But, like, it's, like, completely quiet. You can hear everything they're saying. Come on, kill it, boy! Yeah, You're you not strong enough. drop, yeah. Yeah, it's riding the bull, just catches, catch. Like, it was it was really, like, it was good psychology-wise because you could see why they didn't go, just keep spamming stuff or keep going stuff. I like how the first two falls were both um, the over-the-top pin with the shoulders down. Mm-hmm. I think they both got one off of that. Um, I also like how you basically can't really cheat. Like, you can, but it's very, like, it's not like, oh, let's get a weapon in or, like, hit, you know, low blow or something like that. You just yeah, have to, like, yeah. methodical about it. I did, like, also there was one point where um, Kellett had um, Ares' shoulders pinned and he just kept, like, barely moving it up. And he'd be like, one, 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 one. And then and he goes, well, you know two comes after that, right? <laughs> and he's like, I know. And, like, the ref's giving him warning stuff. Like, there's actually, like, a warning system. And if you get three warnings, you get DQ'd. Mm-hmm. Um, very right. good match. And it, they won the crowd over because by the end, you couldn't even hear him count because the crowd was cheering so loud. Um, I was very entertained. I was very sports entertained. I would Like, if I watch this, I would watch this all the time. It's very easy watch, too. It's not, like, high stakes. Yeah. It's very, like, cool kind of, like, uh, just kick back, kind of re- like very casual watching. Yes, yeah. and like I had, like I knew of World of Sport, mm-hmm. and like I had heard of Kellett and like uh, what's the guy they just inducted in the Hall of Fame? Johnny Saint. Yeah, 
yeah. Saint and all them, but I just never had like gone and watched it back. So I was like, eh, I don't, I'm like, not the huge. I like some normal. Like sadly, um, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate introduced me into progress and mm-hmm. you know ruined my life. Um, <laughs> same with Will Osprey and Rev Pro, and right, now right. I'm considering buying a membership because for some reason I'm just like <laughs> enamored by the Brits. But like I had never gone back and watched anything you know past the twenty two. The 2010s, maybe. You know? Yeah, I mean that was kind of a similar deal with me too. Um, I've only gotten into world of sports stuff in the last year, mm-hmm. um, but I've gotten so de- it's it's a similar rabbit hole for for me uh, as like the current British stuff. Yep. Also, uh, best figure four leg lock ever that Kellett did. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Standing figure four, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the just. Just how methodical they were about everything. Like it was very much like a more of a chess match than it was, you know, traditional just like outstrength them out. And it was very much it looked like two old men just got up from the pub and like, oh, you wanna have a wrestling match, do ya? Very much, very much. Um uh so a little bit of context that I, I didn't give you before going into it. Um mm. because I don't I don't think you need it. No. Um but so Kellett had been wrestling forever. He was born <laughs> in like the eighteen hundreds. Or what? Yeah. And What's his name again? Les, Les Kellett. Kellett. Kellett with two T's and two L's. He was, he was super, super old um, and was was a renowned uh, comedy wrestler. Yes. Uh, this is very much a comedy wrestling match, I think. Um, the the goal is to, to lighten up the audience. This would have been like, I think, this was not the main event of the evening. This was like no. right before or something, you know, just to give a little breather. Um and um, so he would always go out in that spot, and he was fantastic at it. Um, backstage, Les Kellett was the meanest human being alive. <laughs> he, he was, the stories that people tell about him are terrifying. Um, he apparently, like, haku levels of, like, no. terror and, you know, <laughs> just do not mess with this man. Um, and so... Going in with that knowledge, which I did, his performance here comes across much less like uh, just a, a funny old man doing funny old man things, and more like like a ancient trickster god, <laughs> like toying with his prey, like like bullying Eris. Like he'll yeah. play along until with this, he this gets little thing tired. until yeah until he feels like really putting it on him. Um, uh, oh, what are you about to say? Because there's one point where they do a test of strength and they have the arms and he's like, come on, Kellett, show your strength. And all of a sudden, like, as he's saying, you know, like, he's just, you're not he's just strong enough, push, he just push, push. Whoosh, flicks him onto yeah, the yeah. ground and everyone starts clapping. I was like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, <laughs> ride the mule too. The, ride the, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, but, uh, and also, Leon Aris, uh, some people uh, who are into, like, British TV from a certain period of time might know better as uh, the actor Brian Glover, um, who starred in a bunch of like uh, like British like soap operas at that time, like EastEnders, Coronation Street, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and he became a wrestler. He was, well, he was a wrestler first. Okay, yeah, and sense. then went into into that. Uh, but he was he was known kind of to to people, uh, and has a great face, like this oh, craggly yeah. old face for you know uh, British TV. Um, but yeah, uh, just a, a a really interesting time capsule of a very particular place in the, in the world. What year was this? This was, uh, was like late seventies, maybe. Okay, yeah, seventy four. I'm, yeah. I'm, re- I'm oh, reading the 70s, lore. Yeah. Oh, so All right, could, yeah. 
if so he, he was, was 1800s, he had to be like seven. No, no, he was born in 1915. Uh, okay, yeah, early 1900s. Okay. Which, which is still insane because that still puts him at a cool 60. <laughs> yeah, right. By the yeah, way. Um, hey, brother, Ric Flair was still wrestling. Oh, dear. Yeah, less uh, the Fox Kellett. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and, the, and the commentary is very like. Oh, Kent Walton is so good. good He's one yeah. of my favorite commentators now. Um, for, for context, Kent Walton uh, commentated on all of the World of Sport matches, mm-hmm. and he has a very soft voice. <laughs> it's almost like, uh, like listening to a golf is it, you know, you have the to, opposite of us. You have to get very close into the into the camera. Half time, he can't even like he only interjects when he has to too. Yeah, he's very silent. He he only really uh, comment comments on what's going on when he feels like it's necessary to like give context for what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really great and lends to that sports presentation of the whole thing. Um, so yeah, that was really good. I had debated between sending this one or there's another really really great. Uh, match with uh, um, that I might send you later just to watch on your own time. Uh, um, one of my other world, favorite World of Sport guys is Bomber Pat Roach, um, who some people think of, of uh, wrestlers turned actors might know best as being the German mechanic from the Indiana Jones movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but he was a, he was a British wrestler. Uh, and it's him versus, I forget the guy's name all of a sudden. I think it's like Jim Gray or something. Um, but, uh, he has, he was like this British guy who had done judo. Um, and the match starts very like gentlemanly, very friendly. And then it devolves into this all Japan style. Like just, we are <laughs> chopping the absolute mess out of each other. Like it's very brutal brawl. Um, so that's a really fun watch too. Very different. You get a bunch of different styles. Like I feel like a lot of people watch old, uh, British wrestling, uh, in much the same way that like they might watch lucha or like uh, Japanese wrestling, and they think it's all one thing, one kind of style. But you get a really good diversity within like mm-hmm. this one country. Um, uh, so I, I I would highly recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to seek out some more World of Sport. That is our secret Sano for the day. But we are about to go to another quick PSA break, and when we come back, it is Wrestle Kingdom time. <laughs> Alex isn't going to talk for the rest of the show. Uh, Welcome back to WWE Gion. We go 91.1 FM. We decided group decision, a.k.a. champ decision, because he is a little bit of EP. Um, but we are going to talk about the Iron Claw. Everyone, put them claws up. Put them claws up. Yeah. Um, Griff ain't good enough, son. Me and Noah have seen Gotta it apply once. Pressure. <laughs> apply pressure. Apply pressure. Like and, this. Me and Noah have seen it once. Cooper and... Alex seen it twice, at least twice. I've seen more. it three times, brother. Uh, yeah, and I'm probably gonna go see it again this weekend with my girlfriend. So. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was that good. or Godzilla? So pretty Both good, good choices. choices. Yeah, Both very good choices. Oh darn! Um, Pick them between gold over there, man. But we all watch Iron Claw. No, watching it yesterday. I watched it the night it came out in theaters alone at nine fifteen. And I don't cry in many movies. If I cry, it's like one tear. I was bawling for the last <laughs> twenty minutes of this movie. Yeah. We're gonna go ahead and say it now. Spoiler warning for the next. Probably 15 minutes or so. If you're listening on that airwaves and you have not seen the Iron Claw and you were interested in it, even though it's a true story, you should probably know what happens. Please tune out um, because you're not going to want to hear what happens next. Yeah, skip about 15 minutes from now. Check yeah. back in. We'll see check what's back what. in. We'll get some time stamps when we uh, edited this in the later half. But boys, what do we think? <sighs> Very There's... famous text before we went and saw this movie. We could not manage a target. 
<laughs> that's true. It was funny. We said, boys, we're all watching it together. And then I said, nah, dog, yeah. I'm going to see it right now. Yeah, Logan, Logan, uh, you don't deserve the gold over here, brother, because you just left us for dead. I can't help that Noah was going to be in Disney World and not be back in Auburn until after Whoa there, brother. I was in Dale County, Alabama. Literally, I, like, with, with all due respect, the only reason I went to see it before I probably would have seen it back here with you guys was um, that I had to go see the Sportatorium with the man himself, Chris Houston, who was at the Sportatorium <laughs> once. Once, he says. Did you um, see, who did you see it with, Dylan? The first time or you went to see My it? parents. Parents, yeah. yeah. Well, my parents want to see it, too. So uh, I watched the holdovers with my parents on the holidays. That was, good our, movie. That was our viewing. Good, good, um, good choice as well. But um, this is the greatest movie ever. Uh, so like, good. Let, let, let's be clear on this. This is, you probably could not, if you ever wrote it down, scripted a better way for wrestling to reach a mainstream audience. Because if you look at wrestling in, in, in the lore, the two wrestling movies that there are, if I'm not mistaken, is the wrestler Mickey Rourke, which, you know, very different kind of movie, but still pretty solid movie in my opinion. And then you get to this, which is as good as it's ever going to get in terms of introducing something like this to an audience, to such a wide... I talked to a friend today who was like, I thought it was going to be like fun wrestling movie. I was like, you're done, kid. You're whoa, done. Whoa, 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 brother. Did I miss something? Two wrestling movies? Did I miss something? I think you're forgetting about the biggest omission I've ever heard. Ready to Rumble with uh, David Arquette. He you know won the I mean. belt, brother. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Like, like, okay. And <laughs> also, you ain't never seen Hulk Hogan versus Zeus, bro. Also, yeah, what movie is that? Fi- fighting no with the family. Bar, no hard bar, uh, the yeah. the page movie. Fighting with my family. Also, that, I haven't seen that, admittedly. That's my mistake. But still, I think it does such a mainstream audience. Marvel is good. As it. Um, Some Scooby Doo direct a DVD movie. That's true. Yeah. The guys. WrestleMania. Nightmare. This 15 minutes two? is going to be in the toilet <gasps> if you guys all right, don't all right, zip it. All right, all right, all right, um, all right. The champ says, Shh. Um, yeah, this is awesome. Um, it really is such a well done, very serious take on it. I think my favorite scene, the first time I watched it was probably the scene when she's like, it's fake. And he's like, nah. Awesome. <laughs> Suck said, it, everybody. He said, bump that. Yeah, he said, he said, um, what? What did you, what did you, what did you just say? say to me? Yeah. What? Uh, I realized, do you think the Freebirds versus the Von Erichs is fake? No, brother. What's funny is I knew about the Von Erichs. I did not watch the Vice uh, oh, wow. uh, Dark Side of the Ring before until after. I went and I watched it the same night. I'm like, all right, I got to watch this now because everyone's, you know. And I was like, and, I, and it definitely helped a little bit. I didn't realize that man wrestled with his dogs out the whole time. Yeah, that was his whole thing. I was like, he was, I was called like, like the Barefoot Boy was yeah. like his nickname yeah, at I was some like, point. I was like, why is his dogs out like that, though? Also, like, apparently he only did that because he forgot his boots one day. And he's like, oh, well. Oh, well. Oops. Hey, I know Kerry can't be doing that. That's for dang sure. He can't. He whoa, now. Whoa, yeah, now. Whoa, Too whoa, soon. Whoa. Too that's soon. A, that's an NWA champion there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you better watch out. I um, also didn't. Like I knew, you know, about the test stuff like that, and I knew about Kerry winning it in Japan. I didn't realize David died, and that's basically why Kerry got the opportunity. Yes, I did not realize the connective tissue either. But I had looked, I I looked this up years ago for whatever reason. I hadn't watched the Vice one, but I like it read into it. I knew. All right, we're in trouble. I knew about Kerry in the motorcycle accident. I did not know that he wrestled afterwards, which is the no, craziest thing well, the I've ever. Heard. The 1992 Royal Rumble, the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. He won the Intercontinental Championship. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. That really is like. Bonkers. I was like, oh, he's done. And then they're like, then he should have like, Intercontinental Champion. I was like, what? What, what do you mean? When, is, is Fritz lying to us again? He probably, he could have been gaslighting Fritz, the audience. Fritz went, when are they going to give you that WWE Championship? And they're like, brother, that's not going to happen. <laughs> brother, Hulk, Hulk Hogan's not, right there. No. Dude. And, then, no they, and then they said, that, hey, Ultimate Warrior name drop in the middle of the movie. Yeah, Jim Hellwig. Your partner, Hellwig. Your partner, Hellwig's holding. I was like, 
what? Um, anyway, uh, this was awesome. And one last thing I'll say before I want to add something in the end, but I'll let you guys, cause I've been talking a lot. Um, upon my third viewing of this movie, um, two things. One, um, Carrie stole the code blue from Sky Blue, man. Um, that happens in the match, yeah. by the way. You mean the code red from Amazing Red? That the variation that he pulls off looks more like a code blue. I'm beyond. Logan, do not <laughs> let facts get in the way of a great story, brother. Okay. And number two, um, I mean this in the most sincere and dead serious tone of my entire life. Um, I do actually believe that the uh, long take of the outside of the sportatorium while Don't Fear the Reaper plays might be my favorite scene of any movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, see, I am obsessed. I don't know what it is. It's the vibes. It's the people going to watch that's wrestling. Up, that's up there. But my favorite <laughs> shot is, and you know what I'm about <laughs> to say. They, my man, Carrie Von Eric is pumping that iron. You see that old record play? You see Mike? He, his mom's leaving the house. He drops that needle. <laughs> and, they, and then you can see, you see the smile lean on his face as Tom Story starts playing. You see Carrie turn his head, and they start the Freebirds match. I was like, oh. Oh, that's the stuff right no, there, no, bro. No. It keeps playing on Twitter. Every time I see it on my Twitter feed, I have to watch the scene. It's <laughs> so good. That and the country boy scene where they're dancing at the wedding. Also, like, I got to watch uh, that, too. My, my, I have two favorite scenes from the movie. Uh, first of all, when Carrie uh, rips his shirt off at the party, them two can attest to it. I looked down at my body, and I was like, I got to get, get to the gym. I'm like, holy God. Jake now and White, what are we doing? When bro? they showed that in the trailer, I was like, oh, yeah, my, my God. <laughs> That's what I came to see, dude. Um, Big man. No. Uh, my, my other favorite part was when Fritz is watching um, Ric Flair win the title from Harley Race. Oh. And he's so mad. I'm like, brother, the pay-per-view was called Flair for the Gold. I do want to say in the same vein of the Jeremy Allen White thing, I remember watching it the first time, and the moment they're like, all right, guys, we have to set the scene. It's like, I got it. Zach Efron getting out of bed in just the vascular nature of his arms. And I was like, oh. We're stomach first. Yeah. That's the first thing you see. I was like, all right, we're buckled in, everybody. We're buckled in. Also, did they just like get someone to do plastic surgery and make him into Harley Race? That was crazy. Oh, that guy, yeah, looks exactly like Harley Not voice-wise, but looks. Yeah. And he had the like the aura and the and just the, yep. the smug Harley race. That's like, of it, that's I would like say. been his only big like Hollywood role. Like yeah, I wouldn't have looked it up. I remember seeing that guy yeah. ever. Else. Yeah, he's been working uh, a couple TV shows, but like that was like his. Well, I mean, like they got NWA wrestlers to play the Freebirds. Silas Freebird. Mason is yep. Terry Gordy. Yeah, uh-huh. the Freebirds. And, were and great, then they got MJF the to be who was MJF? Lance Von Erich. Yes, the, the bat. The no, bat- no! Yeah. <laughs> the one that the nobody likes. One. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Wait, well, yeah, that's the point of what? the scene. You, yeah, I forget. In a sense, yeah, but they didn't mention it was Lance though. They just had. Him with his tag, which is funny because if anybody plays the best steal all your heat brother tag team partner, it's MJF. Right. right. Um, I want you to talk about the shot. We've talked this outside of the podcast. The shot that you were like, oh, brother. Oh, oh, I forget all of a sudden which one you could be referring the to. The first shot of first shot. Carrie. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so fantastic. <laughs> How did I forget about this? Okay. This is like. Have you guys ever seen um, uh, Stagecoach? Yes, brother. Yes. Yes. I have not. Uh, I have okay. not. Stagecoach was the first uh, big John movie, movie of John Wayne's. All right? Um, and the way that they introduce John Wayne's character in Stagecoach 
is studied in, in film studies classes across the nation. <laughs> uh, I know because I have to watch it twice. Um, so uh, it's, it's this fantastic hero shot. He's shot from way down below, and the camera zooms in on him. He twirls his gun around. And he just like smiles and winks into the camera, and automatically you know that's the guy. Um, so oh boy. similarly, the way that this movie introduces Carrie Von Eric and Jeremy Allen White as Carrie Von Eric is the coolest introduction to a character I've maybe ever seen in my life. Uh, so you, you you don't see him for quite a while, I, like the first half of the movie. Yeah, he's not there. Yeah. Um, and uh, but you hear Fritz talk about him all the time. Uh, he's he's mentioned in the family rankings. Yep, he's like his favorite. Well, you know, Carrie's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> he says he's going to be the family's first Olympian. Um, and so uh, he's gone for most of the movie, and you almost kind of forget that there's another brother here <laughs> uh, because you set up this dynamic with like Kevin and David and Mike, and you know that's fun to watch in and of itself. And then. I forget even the the scene right before it, but it cuts very abruptly, and you just see him in the middle of like this big empty track field, uh, staring down, sweat like drenching off of him. He's in this little like '80s like tank top, right? Um, and he just looks like the Incredible Hulk. It's like <laughs> he's so massive, and he he just like takes di- big deep breaths in and out and in and out and you see the discus in his hand and he does like a full 360 like you know and the camera pans around him all, all like you know big hero shot he just whips that thing out into the air it was so cool uh, it was pretty awesome it was it was fantastic um so if for nothing else watch the movie for that really cool shot there's also a shot that i think was in the first trailer too um uh and this is Right after, um, I believe Mike dies. Yes, where he's uh, in yeah. the movie, um, the where Kevin, uh, in his grieving process, just gets back in the ring training, and he's just he's running ropes back and forth and back and forth. But the focus is just on the rope. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So you see his back, and then Boom. and then there's Boom. the next shot of him taking back bumps just. all by himself over and over and over and over, and it's so like just this isolation. Uh, as told through the parts of a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, it's perfect. So that's really good. I love um, – I don't think you have to be a wrestling fan to watch it, but it does, it does certainly help. Uh, the matches that they do show all serve a purpose in the story. Um, yep. The first match uh, with Kevin and Harley is meant to show that uh, Kevin, as, as good as he is, is not ready. Um, mm-hmm. He is – uh, not a solo star. Um, he, he he needs people surrounding him. Then he needs his brothers. Then the Freebirds oh. von Erichs match is meant to show the strength of the family unit coming together. You know yep. what what can they do when they are all on the same page? When they they are supporting each other, and then the Kevin and Flair, Flair match is meant to show Kevin's uh, grief and loss uh, uh, over the loss of his brothers. Yeah. Um, that kind of like trance. He was, I mean like they did a really good job of building that paranoia around the curse and like if yeah. it, if it's true or if it's not and how it affects Kevin's mind. It's absolutely. Like, yeah. And the data you, makes you, you question yeah, if it you, is real. You believe yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Goodness um, gracious. And of course, man, you know, that the, the after – life uh, oh. scene. When he jumps and his foot's back, I was like, oh my. Yeah, that automatic, yeah. 
I I love each of each of their like things. You know, Carrie has has his foot. Um, Mike, David's a champ. Mike has a guitar. David's the world champ. And then of course Jack Jr. Jack Jr. Oh, oh, I just I just I couldn't. You're handle my it, man. Older I couldn't handle it. I was I was I was I was like when Carrie died, I was like, oh, it's so sad. I'm like, I feel I already like when Mike. When Mike started taking those pills, I'm like, oh, man. don't. When he started playing that guitar, I'm like, don't do this to me, man. Yeah. When, when that when, happened, my dad just audibly went like, oh, man, like in the theater. Because he's just staring at the mirror, and I knew it was coming. And then my then he takes pills, my dad just like, ugh. And my mom, I mean, because it's yeah. just, ugh. I was already at that point, and then I came back. I was strong. When Carrie and he was crying over, I was like, okay, this is getting close. And then when they showed the afterlife scene, from then on to the rest of the end, I was just like, I couldn't. I couldn't hold back, and everybody in the theater with me was like sobbing. Absolutely. And I'll also say this: um, I know we're at our 15 minutes, but I think we should go a little bit over the 15 okay. minutes just because it's the Iron Claw. But anyway, I'll, I'll end with this. If not, um, is that a couple a couple fun anecdotes? Number one, um, I'm pretty sure the song that Mike sings that isn't performed at the end of the movie is an original produced for the movie called "Live That Way Forever." So shout out to. Richard Reed, Perry, Little Scream, and the Bar Brothers putting that together because that's awesome. Also, that Little awesome. Scream. Uh, is a performer that earlier this week, before the song released, I think had about eight thousand monthly Spotify listeners, up to thirty-seven thousand. So thumbs up, good for good for them hey, on, on all that. Woo! Um, and number two, before my last thing is, um, I watched the second time I watched, I watched it with all non-wrestling fans. I watched it with my parents and my dad. You know, knew the Sportatorium. My mom knew wrestling from back. She watched my grandma Jackson. Obviously, knew it. Watched with you guys, but in the middle, I watched with all my friends, Davis, Davis and everybody. And we watched this movie, and I'm like, it's the greatest thing ever. We get to the, the cookout, and one of the first things is like, is it real? And I was like, we got you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies we and gentlemen, got you. we got him. We win, because I we was like, well. We're selling tickets, baby. I, I We're was selling like, tickets. That is exactly. Let's go put the butts in the seats. That is exactly what needed to happen. And anyway, I can close it off there if we are going to close it off, or I could go on. I could. We're going to go on okay. a little bit more after the break. Let's just Thank say you. there's going to be a lot of people wondering if Cody's going to finish the story this year. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Iron Claw, man. Uh, oh, oh, you said 15 minutes. You liar. <laughs> you knew. We can't help ourselves. It wasn't going to happen. It. I can't help it, man. So what I was going to say during the first break is uh, midway through the movie, they show the sportatorium, and I was like, oh. first of all, they, they showed the interior, and they put like the – uh, they they did um because I think they did uh no no they they showed the exterior first and I was like oh, and my dad's like it looked just like that so sportatorium thumbs up he said it was a little different um a little a little dingier maybe I don't know I don't know what the word is a little little sketchier in in, in the general sense but um he was like they did it and I was like great he Bro, went one time and he was recalling how the hot dog smelled. I was like, Dad, how's this possible? Wow. Anyway, <laughs> right. um, the, the sports turn had with impact. Mike and the cameras, bro, and he's like, Oh, they got the, all the new camera shots, and he's trying to put them down. It's like, You piece of crap. I, I <laughs> did I did perhaps contemplate yelling certain things in the theater the third time I saw it because I was like, How dare. Which that scene is funny because early WCCW was like renowned for the for camera the use of the camera. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It was like one of the big things that they emphasized. So I think it's funny that they put in that. That's what sold Fritz, tickets for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And then Noah, you said something about flair. That's something that when Cooper was talking about for those who have not seen it or those who would need a recollection, uh, the scene where, uh, Carrie or Kevin, sorry, Kevin is training. Um, in the, in the meantime, there is a Ric Flair interview that's sort of setting up the scene for this, climactic final match uh, that we see of Kevin at that point. Um, and anyway, Ric Flair, obviously, as seen through this show, a little important to Noah, possibly. Woo! Um, anyway, Noah. Okay, so this is not a good portrayal 
of Ric Flair. The words were good. The the words were fine. Whoa! The way... The other thing is, too, he should have, like, kept the glasses on even when he was, like, in the ring. Because he did not really look like (laughs) Ric Flair at all. He did not look like Flair. But what I will say... The aftermatch. Not even the aftermatch, but the way he sold and the way he talked was not a perfect Flair representation, but it was a perfect Flair representation of what it was in world-class championship wrestling yes. and what that ah. meant for the story. Because the way he sold it, he was getting killed out there. You know, if you watch a Flair sell, he kind of looks like he's getting killed, but he kind of does it in a certain way where it still looks cool. The way, I don't know the actor's name, sells it in this, he looks like he's just dying out there. Yeah, and especially when he locks the iron claw in and he's yelling. And I was like, that's a perfect sell job for somebody that's not Ric Flair. Yeah. I would say, I was like, the words were great. His cadence wasn't right. Um, when Flair oh. is someone that's so, you know, like, it, he is, like, the cadence. And so many people can do it that, like, seeing this guy, this scrub be. I will say, yeah, I, it's it, we are coming at it from a, the place of having seen and listened to a million Flair impressions. Okay, like, yeah. if you haven't, you're probably like, okay. Yeah. But I would say the aftermatch stuff. He's like, I'll rest you. That's, that's spot on. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they wrote the character very well. I'll say this: my dad also was like, I don't think the flare impression was that good either. My dad hasn't watched wrestling in who knows how many years. I think it was. It very much felt like a guy that unfortunately hadn't got his impression down because, for one, I think his his accent changed. Like, for example, when yeah. he when he talks about his lizard shoes and a Rolex watch, he never sounds like that for the rest of the promo. Which, look, man, it's all right. It's not the main crux of the movie. Like that's the one reason. It's yeah, it not doesn't a, bother a, me that much. A one hundred yeah. out of a one hundred. It's like a ninety six. Flair, Flair deserves a bad impression <laughs> of him, so yeah. I was fine with it. But I was going to say the other issue that a lot of people have brought up, and I sh- I just wanted to touch on this for a bit because a lot of people have talked about it, and a lot of people have kind of agitated me about it just a bit. Is um a lot of people have been very critical about the inclusion of events, and I am semi critical of it because um. The lore on me and, and my relationship with biopics is I watched Bohemian Rhapsody without not knowing anything about Queen. I was like, Queen makes good songs. And I was like, oh, Queen broke up and Freddie Mercury was dying while they did Live Aid? None of that's true. Not even the slightest. <laughs> they all went on solo careers because they wanted to. And Freddie Mercury did not, I think, get diagnosed until at least two years after Live Aid, possibly more. Anyway, from that point, I was like, how dare? And for those who don't know The Lord of Von Erics, this movie does make up a lot of things. For example, Kevin's match with Flair, Kevin's match with Harley Race. Did not happen like that, if at all, as far as my understanding. Is. Have, the match with Flair was like at the Cotton Bowl. It wasn't in the sports. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was very different circumstances. Is is really the point there? But I do think it's very important to to note that there's only so much time this movie had, and it's already two hours and fifteen minutes. And really, in a perfect world, the Von Ayers gets a ten part miniseries, probably because there's so much to unpack here. Because, for example, Carrie did not immediately lose his leg in the motorcycle accident. He lost his leg because he got back in the ring too quickly and messed up his leg permanently. Mm -hmm. But that's another 10 minutes to your movie to set that up. He has to be injured, get back in the ring, get injured again, lose his leg, and then react to that. And that's then you have a two-hour and 25-minute movie. And additionally, I understand the criticism of the lack of inclusion of Chris, and I, I just think... One, again, let's talk about the fact that a three-and-a-half-hour pro wrestling movie doesn't get made. No studio is going to pay for that, unfortunately. Maybe ten years from now because of what the Iron Claw has done for the culture, right? But nowadays, yeah, most movies that are big budget with big actors that are big stories are struggling to find funding here and there. And there's no way, 
even a studio as great as A24 is going to say, we're going to give you the funding to make a three and a half hour movie that's not going to make any money. So with that, and additionally with the emotional weight, I mean, I'm just imagining watching that movie and including 10 minutes of Chris' storyline just for him to die. I mean, good Lord. Yeah. That would be the most emotionally draining movie that I've seen since like Schindler's List. I mean, seriously, just constant beatdown because there there'd be no hope there. There already is no hope at the end of the movie. The only catharsis at the end of the movie is that Kevin decides to go back to his family and you're like, "Oh, well, thank goodness that that happened, I guess." Right. Cuz then Carrie dies very shortly after that. I think I understand it. And a lot of people are like they're like mad for Chris that didn't get included, and I understand it. I really do. But I mean, we're <laughs> Are y'all sure y'all could have taken it? Because I don't know if I could have. I mean, imagine the way that that would have gone, especially considering the time of the movie. Because, again, Carrie's storyline deserved 15 more minutes anyway, and we didn't even get that. Let's not forget about the fact that yeah. his he had a family. He had a whole situation around, his, around him taking his own life that was not included about his family and yeah. going to jail and, again, wrestling in the WWF. You forget all that. You introduce Chris for five minutes, or you introduce him for more, and then just... The youngest, the the one yeah. that could never measure up because he was always smaller and more. I mean, but always wanted to. Uh, yeah, like yeah. y'all, the, right. we would have not survived as a as a people watching. Uh, that I movie. already barely survived. Yeah. So the um, the thing is, it's it's very much Kevin's story. Yeah, yes. Kevin is the main character of the movie, um, and part of the filmmaking process is you do have to, you know, decide. Um, what is uh, important to show for the the central story that you're trying to tell? Um, you can have extra plot threads if if you know you want, but at the end of the day, you, and particularly with something with this kind of budget, um, you have to kind of streamline things as much as possible. Um, and so I understand from that point their decision to to not include Chris as part of that. Um, particularly because there are threads of his life that are similar to Mike's, and so merging them into one thing, um, I I think makes sense. Um, and obviously, Kevin uh, was seemingly briefed on that decision and seems fine with it. Seems very supportive of the movie as as a whole. Um, so uh, you know, at the end of the day, as long as that guy whose story is being told and whose life is being told is fine with it. You know, I think that's that's okay too, um, but I w- I would be lying if I I didn't think that there was a part of me that thinks that no, his story should be told. Yes, still, no doubt. Know, in in some way, some in some form. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know exactly what form that takes at the moment. So. Absolutely, I'd watch a four and a half hour Iron Claw movie without a hesitation. But I I was just speaking from the perspective that unfortunately I think for the writers and directors that's just not a reality. Yeah, yeah, and, and that and that's that's the tragedy of it. In reality, a docu-series or a, a series of any kind would do great work for any of this, which reminds me of something I wanted to ask about this that Logan and I had talked about briefly over the phone. Um, this obviously opens the door for a lot here, and unfortunately wrestling fans are taking it a negative way. We're not going to get into that, ladies and gentlemen, not even yeah. the slightest, because no. But you can greenlight any wrestling biopic that you want now because Iron Claw is opening that up. What do you pick? What do you want to see? TV show, movie, whatever you guys want to say, list them off. Well, the obvious is Eddie, but for yeah. me personally, I want that Perk Angle documentary from the Olympics, <laughs> breaking the net yeah, to his yeah. WWE run to like him like not saying no and then going back to him 
with the the you know whole thing with uh, the perks and going to TNA and going on that crazy run and going to Japan and yeah. all that. That's what I I'd want like a Kurt Angle like miniseries. I that would, would be amazing, that, no doubt. Sure. Yeah. Um. Similarly, I would want a, a series. Um. Mostly because I think miniseries are kind of like the ideal yes. way to tell a lot of real life stories. I agree. Um. But uh, I want to see the end of the JWA, the Japanese Wrestling Alliance, Ooh. and the formation of New Japan and All Japan, yes. as told from Inoki and Baba. Um, that is such a, a rich, um, you know, interper- you get that, that great interpersonal conflict mm-hmm. and seeing these two men and their different ideals and values and competing against each other and with each other. You know, to see w- who v- is is the true heir to this legacy, uh, I think that would be really fascinating. Alex, I'll go to no actually. Let's say um, some that I think could be really interesting and get a lot of eyes on this story in the same way that the Von Erics or the Iron Claw has done for the Von Erics is uh, the Pothos down in Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that could not only be a good story. Uh, but it's especially easy to green light because it's kind of similar. You know, he has a son that does great things. Um, obviously, I don't think uh, Father Papa is the same as Fritz von Erich at all. But um, I think that could be a really interesting story, uh, just that family uh, with the whole Florida Championship Wrestling and all that sort of stuff. One that will never get green lit, but I'd want to see the Villain 5 version of would be the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, because yeah. imagine a movie on Helwig, and especially like the final, like he gets his Hall of Fame induction and gives his own eulogy. Right, it's goodness crazy. gracious. Yeah. yeah, and I I will say one thing. You talked you talked about Fritz. Though. I do want to clarify another thing is that apparently again, Fritz was not as vilified in real life as according to Kevin and according to some people. But again, the movie I think had to simplify things down because the complexity of so many of those stories would have taken forever. Anyway, but the biopics that I think of, um, one that I mentioned to you is Shawn Michaels. I think that entire sort of downward spiral in the 90s, and then the return where he, again, broke his back and was never going to wrestle again. I think that'd be a good one. I think that in addition to that, Dusty Rhodes would have a great one because Dusty. Dusty's Dusty. And Noah, you say one because I've got one last, but you go ahead. Uh, I was about to say, uh, this is they've already done it for Dark Side of the Ring, but I think an even bigger expanded story because they weren't able to get to the real crux of it, Junkyard Dog. Mm. would be fantastic. Ooh, yeah. I think a whole ECW docuseries. So I was going to say that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I present to you something that Instagram uh, brought to me that I was like, this is genius, maybe I'm wrong here, but uh, easily one uh, a docuseries on Paul Heyman's life because, one, <laughs> as talented of an individual he is, I mean, you could do a whole Stumble. destroys everything around him, <laughs> and he's played by Paul Giamatti, obviously. Obviously. Um, nice. I think that'd be amazing because I think ECW definitely deserves it because, I mean, the – the epic highs and epic lows of that promotion are something that will tug on the heartstrings in a similar way because to have so much hope to then just whittle away in 10 seconds and become part of the alliances. That would be like the, yeah, the wrestling equivalent of 24-hour party people. You see, <laughs> you see like this like little like uh, you know l- label or promotion in this case that like has all this love poured into it and it's just they, it can't last. Like, that it can't. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the thing is we sell that, but if you get the right actors around it, it's going to be the greatest thing I've ever seen. So... With that being it. said, we're going to go to a quick PSA break. When we come back, Wrestle Kingdom time. Farewell. Welcome back. We're here to talk about Wrestle Kingdom pretty quickly, next 20, 30 minutes-ish. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, I have created a list. Um, Ooh, and I'm okay. going to run 
through mine. You can run through yours, Cooper. Uh-huh. Honorable mentions. These are so how I do it is an eight or above, which I don't actually rate them, but I'm just saying this match is at least an eight or above is on the list, and honorable mentions is like a six to a seven point five. Um, honorable mentions. I have stars? the f- huh stars. N- like, oh, out of ten. Oh. Out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not stars. Um, honorable mentions is the four way from Dynamite with Trent Beretta. Who better? Brian Cage, Bounty Hunter, Brian Keith, and El Hio Del Vikingo. Um, I have Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi for the TV title at Wrestle Kingdom. I have Uemura versus Suji from Wrestle Kingdom. Mm. I thought it was really solid, but just closing out right there. I have Despi versus um, Hiromu um, also on there. I have Sonata and Naito. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, right. It was right there. Not everything you wanted, but it was really good. Good, You know, like, Wrestle Kingdom was a very solid show. I, yes. I won't say it hit the highs of last year, but it was it was up there. It was a more consistent show yes. than last year. Um, and then finally, I have from SmackDown, Randy, AJ, and LA Knight before the run-in. Um, I thought it was a pretty good match, especially with LA Knight getting color. Hmm. And then, for do you have any honorable mentions before? I don't do honorable mentions for yeah. mine. I just do the best of the best. The best of the best I have from Dynamite, Takesha, and Darby. Oh, yeah. oh boy, that made me. I was watching that with a friend who had never watched AEW before and was like a big WWE mark, and he was like, "What the? What are you? What is he doing?" <laughs> and he's like, "It's so awesome." Um, I have Shingo versus Tamatonga. Um, what a way to go out if that's your final months. Um, I have just edging in there Osprey, Mox, and Finley. Thought it was a solid three way. Not not. It's right at eight. You know. Mm. You know. I like the. I like the idea of. Osprey and Mox just wanting to go for each other and basically letting Finley sneak in there with the War Dogs and everything, yeah. not having to plan. Um, probably the match of the week. For Friend sure. of the show, Alex Coughlin through a table. Yes, yeah. through in mafia style. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you see the how he went through the table? Like oh his, yeah, we got stuck. Butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he posted the clip from I forget where it was from on his Twitter, uh, which like where it's like a guy in a bathtub and he just gets yeah, shit. yeah. Um, the match of the week for this week was Okada Danielson too. Who oh, baby, we'll get into that. And finally from Collision, barely sneaking in, I think A it might go back down to honorable mentions, depends on how I'm feeling. I thought Kingston Beretta was pretty good. Mm. It's the only match I really watched from Collision. I was like, I want to watch this. I heard it was the main good. from Collision is really good too. You should watch that. Uh, what was the main? Uh F T R and House of Black. I should watch that. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's really it. great. Especially the aftermath of it. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, I saw the aftermath. Yeah. But I... Um my matches so far of the year uh, include uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Masa Kitamiya. Uh, this was from Noah's, Noah's The New Year show. I haven't watched Noah yet. So. Um, you don't need to, <laughs> uh, except for this match. Uh, watch this match and then no other matches. Definitely from the not show. the main. Not the main event. <laughs> don't watch the main event. Um, my hopes and dreams were crushed along with Abushi's ankles. Um, what if this is the end for both Golden Lovers? Don't make me Knock think wood. about it. Um, it's not. So no, This is not wood. <laughs> you, you're gonna need to find something. To do. Knock on plastic. Um, so uh, then uh, Takeshita versus Darby, um, I have as well. Just they did so. I'm every single second that Darby Allen is still alive is a miracle <laughs> to me. Um, Has he already climbed Everest? No, no, he's still training, he's still, brother. <laughs> yeah, My brother, that God. requires like a year of yeah. training, man. Yeah. Like. You gotta you gotta get Takesha to, to knock the wind out of him a couple thousand more times. I think now. Trevor Dame said 
this genuinely, uh, I'm less scared for Darby um, climbing Everest than I was watching him wrestle. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. It was just a murder. Um, then I, I also have Tomatonga versus Shingo. Um, no reason to go this hard on a, <laughs> on a mid card uh, match for a mid card championship uh, when one of the guys is about to leave. Like, no reason to, to absolutely just, you know, do this. Crazy go, desperation, yeah. I did love him using all the Bullet Club moves. That was fantastic, yeah. Uh, throwing a Styles Clash, and I'm happy. Bloody boy. Sunday. Um, Kazuchika Okada versus Danielson, obviously. Uh, somehow even better than the Forbidden Door match, which I loved. Um, uh, this is this might be the one for me uh, at the end of this year. Kind of like how it's, Omega Osprey was. It, it's not. I don't think it's as high for me as Omega Osprey, but it. It, it was getting me feeling something. It might be up there for me. I've never seen Okada emote as much. Uh, as, as Yeah. Here. The limb torture? Yeah. Oh, my. And shouting, Brian. Brian. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Um, and we'll then, get into that. <laughs> and then my last ones uh, so far for this week was uh, I, I watched a little bit of the Tokyo Joshi Pro uh, first show of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main event from that was Miyu Yamashita versus Masha Slamovich. Dude, you have to watch <laughs> this. It's crazy. I don't watch a lot of uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro. I don't watch a lot of Joshi Wrestling in general, mm-hmm. which is something I, I, I'm going to try to uh, resolve this year. Um, but man, oh man, like Miyu, if she wants to, can go anywhere in the world, I'm pretty sure, and be like the absolute top dog of any women's division in the world it's it's insane she's got it um so yeah that's my uh, list so far few things before we get into wrestle kingdom um diana perrazzo is in aw she's all elite pretty good and mariah ray debuted mariah way and queen Aminata. yeah is an honorable mention for sure. They were smacking the crap out of each other. That comeback sequence from Aminata was insane. Yeah. yeah and um, Mariah May is so good. Good. Like, yeah. I, I, Perfect women's second. I did not watch a lot of her stardom stuff, but man, she really impressed as, in that first debut. Yeah. And I think that Deanna coming out in Jersey was perfect, and the backstage stuff they did with Mariah after that was perfect, where she's like, you can't debut on my debut. Mm-hmm. I really hope she tries to re-debut and like Mercedes <laughs> comes or something like that. Yeah, that's um, cool. I also, we hadn't really talked about World's End. Samoa Joe is our champion. As he should be. Eddie Kingston is a Triple Crown champion. As it's a big boy be. winner. Hey. Hey. Hey, yo, that title looks terrible, bro. That'd be a big. I what don't are care. you talking about? That title about? looks terrible, bro. That looks like something that was created in Community Creations on WWE 2K12, what do you think brother. Of title? I think it's fine. It looks good. Yeah. It, it looks like a, it looks like a title. Oh, yeah. crazy. Looks crazy. Like... That looks like a toy. Brother, Brother, you're saying that when we've watched so many terrible WWE belts get revealed this year. Brother, just, yeah, at like, least those. My bar is, is real low, so, like, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Um, Also, Adam Cole, Mr. Cooper was right. I called it on this show <laughs> from the very first day of speculation. Say thank you, Cooper. But I think thank everybody you, on the IWC was guessing that. Brother. I mean, I think everyone – they were just hoping. Who it else wasn't. was it gonna be? Brother, you were you not the one pushing the Jack Perry conspiracy? No, but I was, I was pushing that because I was trying to be funny. Uh, uh, All right, <laughs> undisputed kingdom. 
by the way. Um, yeah. And Wardlow automatically getting screwed again, which is kind of funny. Um, Roddy and Orange, please inject that into my veins. Serious Roddy again. When he hit that knee mm-hmm. on MJF. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really like that opening promo segment from them. And I like um, Bullet Club coming out and being like. Yeah. Yeah. Those, that, those threads make sense. And I like that they're setting up where this is going to go for seemingly the rest of the year. Um, so hopefully okay. I just wish, uh, uh Cole a, a speedy recovery so they can actually get him like wrestling and Max wrestling. too. So they can actually, you know, yeah, storyline yeah, depending on, um, how it goes. The bidding um, war, brother. You gotta think about the bidding war, the bidding war. That's what they're doing right now. I also, what else happened that pay-per-view? Anything else? Uh, to note? Copeland cage. Uh, yes. Which was, is great. And I yeah. actually like the whole, you know, I loved the, some the, people were complaining about like ruined Max. I said that was perfect. Yeah. You give, Copeland, this big win to show that he is better than Christian, but like Christian just he has the number game, which is perfect because yeah. that's the best way, you know. Gets his heat back. Yeah, gets his heat back. I thought, and I also thought it leads more into the kill switch turn later on. Right. You know? yeah. um, good friend of the show, Nick Wayne, almost getting destroyed. By <laughs> I know. Um, Nick Wayne is lucky. Yeah. <laughs> that man just barely hit. Yeah. Um, so. And then something outside of wrestling that happened in New Year's Dash, they announced five on five, first time since 2006. New Japan cage match is going to be United Empire versus um, Bullet Club War Dogs. And I'm very excited about that. You know, both Connors and Kids contracts are coming up. Yeah, Kids is expiring I, very soon. It's I very soon, in, like, yeah. Like March or something. Yeah, I, I assume they'll – I hope they'll sign back because I think Kid is a future. I think they should. Um, yeah. I, I, also, I, would be, I would be surprised if they don't. I also love Kid getting color and then calling out Moxley. He's a madman! He's a madman! <laughs> Chris sure. Car- Charlton inject him, inject him into my veins, bro. That call was and awesome. Walker Stewart, man. Yeah, both great. That dude, that dude knows what he's doing. He's might be my my favorite uh, New Japan commentator. All like already, mm-hmm. um, it has such a fantastic voice for this. Um, Tanahashi becomes the president and um, double straps himself. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, Tanahashi, <laughs> your, new, your new president. And also Nick Namath. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. FK, That's FK how you sell super kick, brother. I'm actually head exploded. I'm very excited about that because he's gonna he's Mr. Consistent. So he will be great yeah. in a New Japan ring, I think. I uh, I think I I would I've wanted to see him outside of a WWE ring for a, mm-hmm. a while. And I think that New Japan is kind of the perfect place for it. Um yeah, he's very consistent. Um very uh you know very much a guy that works better with um you know uh, having uh multiple matches against the the same opponents yeah. so that he develops a history with them um so yeah I'm I'm excited to see what he does over there and Ryan Nemeth too I guess yeah I guess I, I don't know if I'm excited to see <laughs> hey, what he does over hey there hey brother but. I bet he's going to make David Finley look real good in their matches. Oh, he will. David Um, Finley's going to like a million dollars, man. And also, Matt Riddle, I guess, is challenging for that. Ah, we ain't got to talk about that. The less we talk about the bet, the the better. Um, We have to mention it. It's it's making We also, we didn't mention it earlier, there are allegations against Chris Jericho, which we will not talk about on the show because it's not the place and time. And also... They're not confirmed, and we don't like to do with speculation. Yeah. Um, but we'll just let's just say the only we will. We may not. We're not very big fans of Jericho anyway, and definitely yeah. less fans. So now, and probably the segments we will talk about Jericho from now on will not be uh, very. Uh, you know, they'll be quick and not positive. 
Please um, do not let him win the tag titles this week. Yeah. Um, Against Big Bill Watts. Better not happen. Yeah. <laughs> I will come up there myself. But with that being said, we're going to take a quick break for station identification, and we'll be back in a couple seconds. Welcome back. All right. Wrestle Kingdom card for real this time. Wrestle I have Kingdom. it pulled up on the Wikipedia. Let's get the Rambo. Come on. Do we really need to? It we... was really fun. Okay. Izuka. Can... Okay. Izuka. That was cool. Come but, on. But you didn't get it. it basically, the Rambo for the Provisional KOPW Championship. Zuko was cool, and who was it from? Michinoku Pro. Uh, yes. Yeah, Fujita Jr. Hayato. Was, that was a nice moment. Yeah. Um, um, who I, I don't know much about him, but apparently, yeah, he like went through some stuff uh, yep. to get there. So uh, good for him. That was fun. Yep, and I thought Yo coming out was also. Yo is perfect. Um, <laughs> I see him, seen him in his little tracksuit just yeah. sprinting. Man, I I I loved it. Yeah. Um, Yo, Great Okan, Ishimori, and Yano, um, were the winners of the four way that fought the next night. I think Ishimori won, right? Yes, he did. He is your current KOPW KW. champ. Um, then we get to the always starting off the card, the IWGP Junior Tag Team Titles, Catch Twenty Two versus Bullet Club with some. Uh, amazing new white straps on those belts. Yes, and amazing white gear for the War Dogs. I'm like, I mean, I understand you were going to take the straps off them, but it looks so good, man. It's tailor-made, son. And yeah. You going to take that strap off Drilla Maloney? Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The greatest finisher in the game, the Drilla Killer. Um, I did like uh, Ashwang. Ashwang, yeah. Ashwang. Um, that was... It was pretty cool looking. Did you watch the the Rhodes two? Uh, I watched coffin him, match. Yes, I okay. watched him get put in the coffin, and then the, the whole yeah. So did, so so did I. Um, but I can see some people being confused as to why. Yes, they're like, happened. why is he JP dressed? Like <laughs> yeah. Uh, so TJP, uh, yeah, got put in the coffin. Um, at one and of the Rhodes two shows. Uh, and and so now uh, he has been resurrected as a uh, Filipino uh, like folk. More monster, yeah, yeah, called called an Oswang, uh, which apparently is like just sort of a catch-all term for a bunch of different like shapeshifter kind of creatures, um, and had like sort of a cool like Muda mask, yes, uh, and spit mist too. I like did Muda. like too him coming out with the straw hat over, so you couldn't really see the straw what hat. Was I under... think looked better, yeah, with it. Well, I mean, he obviously couldn't keep that on, yeah. But I think the reveal of it too, where it's like you can't really see what he's wearing, and then just revealing the mask for for most people who wouldn't know what the Oswang was was right. pretty cool. Yeah, it's also kind of, but also it's on TJP, so I don't know how cool it can really be. But yeah. uh, he's a good wrestler. He's a good, he is mm-hmm. a good wrestler, Mister Manic over there. Yeah. Um, but then. They, of course, won the title, which then would spell doom for every other champion as every single title on this show changed hands. I cannot believe it. I think it's the first time that's ever happened in a a Tokyo Dome show, yeah. And then we had Tanahashi versus Sabre Jr., which is – I just love the television title matches. There's quick little sprints that, like, it's – like, I love – especially because Tanahashi was playing into Sabre's game, and I thought the match built very well because – Tanahashi really out the gate, like, went for the high five flow and, like, was hitting everything with them. And I watched their match in the G1 where, again, Tanahashi tried to play that game and got caught, you know, by Sabre. Yeah. And this time with him just getting that, you know, quick pin where it's not, like, too crazy because you can kind of bump Sabre up if you want to, which I don't know if they will. But um, I also thought, you know, it's time for Sabre to get something else. He had the title for a year. We don't – I don't need him strapped to this title forever, the te- – the, 
microwave title, you know. <laughs> yeah. Give it to the ace. He'll have um, some fun matches. I am starting to grow on the design a little. Actually. A little bit. I do um, like it. It's a little neat. It yeah. looks good on Saber. It does not. It looks weird on Donald. It looks weird on a lot of people. Um, but yeah, I will say, um, this dude's barely uh lost out on being a match of the year. Same for me. Um, uh, I like that they're all short. Um, so that's good. And I like the uh Saber getting too uh confident in his in his game. Uh, with the constant roll-ups. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's like very much a, oh, on this, just on this night, you just happened to go one step a little bit too far. Yeah. And you got caught. So, yeah. I also like, um, I wish, the only reason I wish you would have won because then we had a prime minister yeah, in Japan. Yeah, right, right. Um, but sadly, we did not get that. Yuya Uemura versus Yodosuji. Um, a special singles match. That last match went 8.53. This one went 10.57. A lot of short matches. Yeah, a lot of short matches. I really like the way, because they say the longer matches for the end. Mm -hmm. Um, The commentators built this match and giving you the history again. I feel like, especially with Charlton and, who's the new guy? Walker Stewart. Walker Stewart. Mm -hmm. That guy's huge. It's like 6'6". Yeah. It's funny because Charlton's like. Kevin Kelly, yeah. Yeah, because Charlton's like 5'6". So it's like literally like a foot. It's the funniest commentator combo ever. But, uh. I really like the way they built this match, and I thought the match was solved. I like the whole fundamentals versus Flash, and especially with Suji where it's like he wanted to make the big splash, but he's also like he's not really you know focusing on a lot of his opponents where he's like he feels like he always almost has it won, and you feel like he should win, but he always just, you know. I like this narrative they're doing with them to maybe like I could see him possibly turning on Naito. Yeah, um, for sure. Which would be interesting, especially if they get – I'd be fine with him actually getting the title um, like that. I'm like when they did it with Evil a while back because he actually has talent. And yeah, you the eventually you got to sink or swim for some of these young guys soon. So yeah, I'll say this: um, Suji is one of my. Uh, he's probably my favorite of the Rewa uh, Three Musketeers. Musketeers. Um, he's just got such undeniable camera charisma. Yes, um, and feels very confident in who he is, mm-hmm. as opposed to Uemura, who doesn't. Does not at all feel that way to me. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible wrestler, um, as I, I just saw from this one. Um, which that is, arm his, drag his first out of singles the spear? Match. The, yeah, the spear arm drag counter oh. was crazy. <laughs> but then seeing Suji immediately follow up in, into that uh, big, uh, uh, I forget, it's like a knee or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that was such a great sequence. Um, but, yeah, seeing... I always love seeing young lions that just come back from excursion, um, and you know, seeing like, oh, this is this is who you are now, kind of, um, mm-hmm. and and especially with these two because they they were young lions uh, for like Wrestle Kingdom eleven, which is like the first uh, real New Japan show that I watched. So, yeah, um, seeing their journeys is is really interesting, and and I expect big things from both of them. Like I think uh, it was Chris Charlton who said like, I wouldn't be surprised if this main event's Wrestle Kingdom like. 30. Yeah. I And I honestly, like, I think I, I like, too, that they're with the factions they're in. Like, you see Suji as that um, Naito guy. You see um, Shooter as the next Tanahashi. Yes. Rin they, is obviously was going to be the next. Um, yeah, I don't know about how, how Rin Narita's going to fare. Uh, yeah, kinda. he's definitely, he might get bumped down. And, uh, but I, and I like how you is almost as next Sonata. And the sense of like the stoicness and the stuff like that, of like unsure about himself. Because not for the longest time was yeah. just you know unsure of his abilities. But I was very happy with that match. 
We don't have to go over the next one. I skipped it. <laughs> Be honest. Uh, I saw how I saw my friends on Twitter hate this match, and I saw House of Torture, and I was like, I just can't bring myself. I I watched it because I saw the time on it. Uh, but what I did not fa- factor into it was that House of Torture that shenanigans time is uh, spent out before the match begins with House of Torture shenanigans. Um, yeah. Uh, this match sucked. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, worst match of the night, probably. Worst match by far. I don't know what they're doing with Ren. Uh, it feels like such a missed opportunity. Um, uh, but uh, Shooter came out on a motorcycle, so that was yeah. Cool. And, and also like Kiyomiya. Shooter. Uh, House of Torture. The like, secret fifth muscle here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, House of Torture like cut up a Noah shirt uh, before the uh-huh. match began to like get under Kiyomiya's skin, but I don't think they. It knew that Kimia got his head kicked in by Okada like last year, so like he like this doesn't phase him. Like he's so beneath, <laughs> yeah. uh, he's so above all of this nonsense. Like he just came in like ready to shoot. Anyways. Brother, he just watched Kota Ibushi take the main event of their biggest show of the year. Exactly. Yeah. That before. He does right. not care about Noah right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that man is is out of there. Yeah. He said that's Nate. That's Jake Lee's and that's uh, <laughs> right. Kino's and that's Marafuji's yeah. promotion. Yeah. This is mine now. Um. Then we go on to the didn't have to go ho- so hard, but it did. Match of the night: Woo. Shingo Takaki versus Tamatanga for the Never Openweight Championship, which they ta- called the BMF title mm-hmm. um, for New Japan, which it is. Indeed. Um, and <laughs> lariats a plenty just smacking the crap out of each other. This was a crazy match. Um, I thought it was, and it also built off of their you know rivalry. Um, I think there should be an, uh, there might be another match. I'm always be shocked if Shingo gets that belt back right before. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, uh, I I like Tamatanga quite a bit. I think he's he's cooled off a little for me since his Bullet Club departure. My only problem with Tama, and this is, I just don't think he's a good face. I yeah, that's he is it. so like you go back and watch those God promos. He's the most charismatic yeah, guy I have him. ever yeah. seen. The way he talks, but like he's not a baby face. He's a heel. He look he looks the part of the baby face, but he doesn't have a probability. But you put him as a heel, that man is a leader of Bullet Club. He should have been a leader of Bullet Club at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and his his wrestling style, too, has always really interested me. Uh, I th- I think it was uh, Stewart uh, that said like he's probably the best defensive wrestler. Yes, like in the world. Um, seeing how he he escapes from everything is really really interesting. And he finds really creative ways to do it. Um, and so yeah, putting him up against uh, Shingo, who's one of the best offensive wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Uh, you get this really dynamic uh, kind of mix of styles. What did um, he What did he counter the Made of Japan out of? What did Tama? What did he hit? It was something. Oh, he had like a he had a gun stun. Gun stun out of, out of the yeah. Made of Japan. I was like, oh it was my, crazy, yeah. yeah. Um, like he truly hits that out of nowhere. So yeah, <laughs> uh, look out, Randy. Look out, Randy. Yeah. I no. do love at one point he did start doing the uh, the slam and tunnel. Like, All right, brother. All uh, right. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, this was by far like the the shock of the night for me. Yes. Um. So yeah, go. So I'm like, I'm like, this it. is gonna be solid, but I'm like, I'm not. And it was only like 12 minutes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A big emphasis on on you know yep. all killer no filler except for house. Then you have this should not they should not be called Gorillas of Destiny. I don't mind. Well, Gorillas of Destiny is a faction now. I so now yeah every, I, any combination of these people. El Fantasma Gorilla of Destiny. I really like that he's in it. 
Bucks. It makes sense for him. I don't know. I saw G.O.D. as Tama and Tangaloa for so long. Yeah. The yeah. seeing like Hikuleo, who I'm gonna be honest, man, I still hasn't clicked yet for the me. The only the only member of G.O.D. that I don't think should be there is Jado. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, I like Phantasma. <laughs> I don't know. It's all right. All right. Seeing, G.O.D. I will say this: seeing Phantasma's story uh, uh, leading into him joining it has softened it for me. That's fair. I agree. Seeing I do him, like, like the grow story. a conscience and yeah, finally like you know uh, uh, give in to the light uh, and and God being like his method to do that makes sense for me. I like that. I just wish they didn't call it God. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, I wish they would have came up with their own tag team name. That, because, seemed, that seems kind of well. It just God was synonymous for so long with you know just seeing like a yeah. I don't know, it's weird. But but it's a faction now. I thought this match was fine. Yeah, it um, is. It's fine. I don't really care about their tag team division unless you give the belts to team. Like, I I would have rather saw Team DK or War Dogs the, in this position. The heavyweight tag is lacking. Yeah. Because. Fisherman, <laughs> keep stealing their com- fingers. They are committed to making Yoshihashi well, happen, and he's not happening. We can kind of blame this on on a little bit of Aussie Open leaving. So partially, yeah. Um, but like Christ, I don't blame them if like their plan leading into it was to have Bushamon just keep holding the belts because I don't yeah. think Aussie Open were going to get those belts back for for quite a while. Yeah. Um, um, did you see that Mark Davis is soon to be back? Yes, I did. That's very good, and I'm glad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the heavyweight tag um, is usually not really New Japan's priority. Sometimes they cook. Sometimes they do, um, but they're in kind of a low period right now. Yeah. I'm just glad to see the belts change hands uh, again, finally. It's fair. Um, and it, it's getting to this point to me for where, like, Goto is starting to suffer from association <laughs> for me. Yes. Like, you know, like I feel like neither of them are putting their best foot forward. No, so. no. Um, I also like, I, when are they going to give those both to TMDK? That's the real question. That might be the, the world tag league story. I hope so. Yeah. Cause I mean, I felt like they were going to win it this year. And then all of a sudden, uh, Bishamon wins the world tag league. Right. Oh my gosh. Whatever. We're moving well, on. Well, you know, you have to suffer. You know, actually, we're going to go to one last PSA break, and we'll be back to talk about the final four matches of Wrestle Kingdom after these messages. Welcome back. We're talking about Wrestle Kingdom 11. It's time for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title that still looks like the version 4 IWGP Heavyweight title, (laughs) which is awesome because it's the most beautiful title ever. Leave the memories alone. (laughs) Hiromo Takahashi versus El Desperado. Um... Did they? How did this match get set up again? I didn't watch the Road Two shows. Uh, that's a good question, actually. I think uh, Despy just came out one day uh, at one of the shows and he said, "Hey, Romu, uh, we fought each other before. You want to fight again?" <laughs> and then Romu said, "Yeah, okay." Well, I did like the commentators' help with like when Despy won the title for the first time. He got it because Hiromo was injured. Yeah. And, like, he never beat Hiromo. So this was a nice um, little story cap there. And I think Hiromo's finally going to move divisions. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, they keep giving him title shots for the Because um, yeah, Naito said he was going to get a title shot for uh, the, you know. Um, there's a couple guys at Juniors that there's, like, kind of like you feel like they could move divisions and they don't. You know? Right. 
Right. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Takahashi finally, you know, because I mean, like, there's not like you. He can just keep winning the junior strap, like that's fine. But like, yeah. what else, else can you really do for the guy? He's been at the top of the junior division for like four years now. I know, and I feel, but I feel like he kind of likes being there. Yeah, in yeah. that spot, as like, and, and and particularly with like the All Star Junior Festivals. Yeah, that's fair. Like he seems very committed to like promoting junior wrestling in Japan. So, well, um, but this, this was awesome. This was, yeah, this is a great match. Um, and man, Des- Despy might be my favorite junior in in New Japan at the moment. Oh, for um, sure. He's he's one of the guys who's benefited the most from the post Suzuki Goon era. Yes. Um, R.I.P. the greatest faction of all time. Um, Ichiban. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he's he's got such a like immediately like in control laid back kind of thing w- with him for like these big matches. Um, like you, you know, you just see the entrances <laughs> and he just comes out in a strong style t-shirt. Uh, meanwhile, Hiromu he just like walks down, you know? <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Hiromu goes all like Bjork, uh, you all know, the eyeballs, like, big uh, extravagant costume. And Despy just launches onto him like immediately <laughs> out the gate, uh, which is the other thing I love about Despy is like, he's willing to do like the crazy death match stuff. To like he can he can really get out there and, and push you. Uh, He's one of my favorites in New Japan. Just period. I yeah. love Despy. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, their their dynamic together. Um, uh, I think they, they they came up as young lions yep. together mm-hmm. too, uh, which is another interesting kind of storyline that can only really be told at New Japan is that you know trainee relationship. Yep. Um, which, by the way. Um, Get ready for whenever Yuto Nakashima and Oscar Loibe uh, come back from their excursion. Oh, that's that's going to be your big program. Um, I just remember watching all the G1s and uh, Kevin K was like, Oscar, get me a water. <laughs> yeah, just bullying this seven-foot-tall German. <laughs> um, but, no, yeah, uh, this match was great. Once again, just shy of, of really reaching into that upper tier for me. Um, mostly because like I kind of expected like the outcome, um, but I'm not gonna lie, you know, seeing Despy finally win over uh, his uh, you know arch enemy, uh, for lack of a better word, in the dome, big moment. Yeah, so, yeah, it was it was really nice. Same for me. Then we get on to the global championship match, the inaugural, the inaug- the inaugural, inaugural, yes. <laughs> Ingobernable. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> global championship match between Will Ospreay, the coming in UK US champion, which I love that entrance he did. Moxley with the red hood entrance and Dave Finley looking like, look at these nerds. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. What, uh, is, what is all this? What is with all this, this? Comic book video game nonsense. The red hood entrance was cool. It's, I'd never expect that from Mox, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, I didn't either. But and then I'm I was cool like, whoa. That. The Assassin's Creed one was awesome. I saw that. Did Osprey have that Assassin's Creed tattoo before, or was that new? I think that's new. Yeah, it looked new. Yeah. Because um, he didn't have tattoos until he got the um, Wembley one. Mm-hmm. Um, and him coming out with the top hat with the broken UK championship in one hand, them popping out the stage with like the, Ray. Yeah. And like jumping out the sky. I will say it was a really cool moment for me because an Osprey fan. And then he brought his whole family. So there was like videos of his family oh, watching nice. his entrance and then uh and him being an Assassin's Creed mark. And then also everyone was talks about aura, about Roman Reigns' aura. 
you tell me when you watch Will Ospreay getting that ring and all the Jap- the 30,000 Japanese fans chanting, Ospreay, Ospreay. Yeah, that was crazy. Beat. I didn't expect that at all. He's he, but... he's like the peak over now, and that's when he's leaving. I think they finally, like, I think especially with the Kenny match is really when the fans started, like, truly yeah. appreciating, like, what like they realized this guy's not going to be around for much longer, and mm-hmm. we got to appreciate him now. Yeah. I think he's like, he's real. I mean, like, he could have been the main event if it wasn't for Naito, you know? Very much, yeah. That title reign of his um, came at a time when he was just starting to develop the Osprey that he is now. Yes. Um, Which sucks because, like, I wish he would have got a hold that yeah, title. But, sure. of course, you have to have Bullet Club on top and, you know. Yeah. Jay yeah. was great, but, you know. Right. Um, but I, I really I really did like um, – this match quite a bit and seeing the uh you know the the pact that osprey and mox had, had yeah uh to, to two non-alcoholic beers <laughs> yeah. um that was that was really fun um and uh mox you also speaking of aura mox in japan yes is jason todd else. brother yes, yes. um i'm not gonna talk about that because y'all hurt me the hidden blades in this match with the wait, what you got? What you got against Jason Todd? Listen, he, he loves listen, Jason Todd. And he hates Mox. The worst combo. Oh, okay, okay. I see, I see. Oh, um, he's not the best, Robin. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the best in your opinion? Uh, the first one. Oh, okay. So, Dick Grayson. What about you? You think Dick? Grayson? Uh, I'm I'm kind of a Tim Drake guy, quite personally. <laughs> you know, what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne boy. Okay. Bro, I what? love yeah. I have always I like him. I, I like started him. reading, really reading back. This cannot become a comic book podcast. Okay. We had to, I used to have this was I was the comic book podcast for that. We yeah. we were allowed to talk about it a little bit because Mox wore red hood here. <laughs> yeah. Um but let's just say I grew up and I was right when um Damian started thinking I'm like, this little piece of crap right here, he's yeah. the best. I just thought he was so annoying, he was awesome. I um, I agree. The only reason why I say Tim Drake as the best Robin is because I am more familiar with Dick Grayson and more of a fan of Dick Grayson as Nightwing. That's fair. That's because, fair. And also, That's I met Marv Wolfman, the creator of Nightwing, and so I'm biased for that. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but this match was good. I really like the whole Osprey and Mox wanting to have their match and just Finley. And I love, too, the commentators being like, Finley wouldn't have been in this match if these weren't two guys who are not going to be here. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, really giving the game away. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'll say this. I like Finley. Like I've I've been there since he took over from Jay in his, like as the lone Finley defender. Um, uh, this man I, defends Finley. I think he's I think he's a, a a really solid heel. Like you know he, he does do it for me. He does what you need him to do. Like you know um, you know what like, I'm gonna what, say. Like what is it that he's lacking for you? You know what I'm gonna say. It's gonna be, it's gonna make you really mad. To me, seems like a house of torture guy. You're so crazy. You're out of your mind. <laughs> because, look, I oh, like wrong. everything around him, like the war dogs and, you know, all the war – and uh, what they're all just called war dogs. Yeah. I'm just not, like, differentiating any of them. Like, in the surrounding of what he did for the group, the killers. But he also keeps Chase Owens around, so that's just a freaking lie. All our killers are – Well, so did Jay. Yeah, but Jay didn't say, like, my bullet club's for killers and all this stuff and, like, kick a bunch of members out. He said he was the catalyst. He was, like, you know, going to change everything about New Japan. And then he kept Chase Owens around. (laughs) That's just – he has a lifetime warranty. You can't really kick him out. Um, He has (laughs) lawyer's law. Um, But 
I don't know. I think I think he was good in this match because it was the perfect match for him with two guys who didn't care about him, who he shouldn't have been in the match other than this scenario for him to pick up the win. I was fine with him picking up the win because he's someone that interjects himself and stuff. I just feel like he's just a worse Jay. And that's like, like that my thing, he just doesn't feel too original to me. And maybe because we had so many Bullet Club leaders to this point. And I, ne- and I think he's a good wrestler. I think he's a good tag team guy. Like, I think he can be a decent singles guy. But I will never see him as, like, world champion status or anything. At least right now. And especially when you have Gabe Kidd in his faction doing a better leader and looking like a mad, like a crazier guy and, like, just more entertaining and enthralling than I think he is. I will say... I do think that he feels like uh, an, uh, another Jay White. And I think that's intentional. Yes. I think that's a part of his character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will also say that Jay White's first year as Bullet Club leader felt very similar to okay. Finley's first year as Bullet Club leader. I agree. I wasn't like 100% on Jay when he first. And, he moved, and I think I could move around to Finley. And if I do, I will admit that as like the day you will admit when Yoshihashi becomes the greatest wrestler of all time. And you will admit you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, waiting, and like, also, I feel like the black hair just doesn't suit him and looks wrong. Oh, you're so stupid. It's so wrong. <laughs> it's, he, looks way, he looks way better with black hair than with brown. But looks, I'm glad like, with him getting the global yeah. title, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do with Dolph. And I hope also Phantasmo maybe takes that title off him, if not like Dolph or somebody else. I'd love to bring that back. Yeah. But good match, solid. Um, just getting on the list for me. Um, but we had to get to the actual main event of Wrestle Kingdom once again. Yeah, Okada Bryan speaks for itself. Go watch it. <sighs> Dude, the limb torch the spot where Okada just like he's they're like he likes those big dives and he starts running up the ramp and Ryan catches him with the knee. Mm-hmm. The I love too the story of eye for an eye, arm for an arm. You broke my arm. And I'm still better than 99%. If I break your arm, you're not even top 50. Yeah. And hit Brian, bring him back. Who's the best in the world? Hitting yes chance. Hitting yes chance. Uh, kind of ripping off the thing, uh, the the patch. Mm-hmm. And just seeing Brian. Like he can't. Uh, it was what you wanted the first match to be. And I think I think the first match was good too. But like this built off that and made it just so much better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, so go watch it. Uh, and the main. It was good. Naito got his moment. That's what matters. It was, it was very good. It was very good. Um, I think they could do better though. Yeah, I think a fully healed up like Naito Osprey was crazy from earlier this year. I think that was like Naito's best match in the last year. Yes, but and I think they could do better. And I'm I'm interested to see how they build because I don't. It's not over, you know. Yeah, obviously not. Um, um I will say, uh, Sonata's reign has been interesting. I think. Mm-hmm. I'm such a huge Just Five Guys mark, so I'm <laughs> Now uh, you die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think that seeing Sonata out from under Naito's shadow um, has done wonders for him. Um, and he has been able to express so many different facets of his character that he wasn't able to before. Um, seeing a, a more vulnerable side to him, a, m- a more emotional side. Um and Naito as kind of this like desperate uh like older brother figure almost um uh you know uh it, it the the way that they play off each other is very familiar um as you would expect from people who are in a faction for well over tag team partners like, tag team champions together yeah um so 
you know, I think uh, though that during his his title reign, Sonata never found that spark mm-hmm. with the fans, um, which was a part of the story, I think. Yeah. Um, and whereas Naito had found that spark years ago. He always has it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so seeing Sonata as somebody who has been under multiple people's shadows, has always tried to fight out from under it, uh, in his first big moment of truth to see him crumble, I'm I'm more excited to see where he goes from it. Yeah. Um, also, him saving um, Naya from House of Torture and crying and seeing the emotion. Yeah. Someone who was so stoic was great. Yeah. And, of course, the roll call. Yeah. Crying from Naito shouting him out and thanking him. Yes. To be able to do the roll call mm-hmm. was really, really something special. Also, that shot of Naito laying on the ground with the title. Yeah. <sighs> so Actually, so much so that the moment of Sonata crying was so – Interesting because I thought for a moment that Naito would include him in in the roll call, but yes. I like that he didn't. Mm-hmm. I like that he didn't because he made that choice to be on his own, and yes. Naito's going to respect that choice. Yep. You know, um, but uh, oh man, yeah. I mean, well, similar to um, uh, a lot of these things, like the aftermath. Uh, is is really like the the big important part here, um, but I thought the match beforehand did a great job telling that story, um, and was a, a really really solid main event for yeah. it. I also like um the commentary saying there is no Wrestle Kingdom nineteen, there is no twenty twenty five. This is it for Wrestle King for the Tokyo Dome for these two men. Like Naito's not making it. No, next year yeah. he is going to lose that title before the year's up, and he is. There's no way that this match is going to get, and like that's what made it. Like, and I believe, like, even if I wouldn't have known the scenario, like I watching this, I could have believed that Sonata might win, even though I think like mm-hmm. Naito should have won and stuff like that. Like, there was parts when he hit the double moonsault. I was like, yeah, is this it? You know, right? Um, but I thought it was. It might, it might bump in for me possibly. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, more I talk about it. But. Yeah, I'm sure uh, as I rewatch it, I'll reevaluate it all the time. Mm-hmm. But. but with that being said. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to WWG on Wiggle 91.1 FM. This has been it for us. But you follow us on Twitter, you follow me at Violet Hershey. Follow at Noah underscore Philip 64. You can follow Alex at Alex Houston. Cooper doesn't have a Twitter, but Cooper, would you like to say some words? To quote the greatest of all time, thank you. Pro wrestling is the best. Pro wrestling is the best. We will see you next week at 9 p.m. You can follow us on any of your podcast players of choice. Goodbye. Yeah. And good night. Bang.